This episode was brought to you by Good Episode Productions. Get them while they're good. Get them while they're episodes. Get them while they're productions. Oh, we're recording. I'm using my good microphone, so I'm very excited to see Boo. how this goes. You sound you sound the same, Jess. Even gooder you, you... than the than the Yeti. <laughs> Do you have a different one? Yeah, I've got my good one, which um, because it's plugged into my preamp, which goes into oh, the computer. so it's the same microphone but with the preamp. Yeah, it's not my, it's not the Blue Yeti. It's my um, ick condenser one. Uh, I've got a post okay. amp, so take that. It's like analog. You have to plug it into the preamp, else it doesn't work because it doesn't have its own electricity. It's boring. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> you do sound the exact same through Discord, but yeah, um, I would through wow. Discord. But like when you um, if you listen <laughs> to the audio on my new animation and on the Tyrion animation, that's the difference between my two microphones, and I think it's quite significant. Um, I wouldn't have noticed, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. I mean, it, I, I also. And it is with like vocals and stuff. You can really tell. Um, Do you also yeah. notice it on the Twitter audio, like microphone? Because I don't know how much oh, Twitter compresses I that. I don't know actually. The quality is dog shit on Twitter, so that might have actually just yeah. made it also bad. But it's fine. <laughs> when you look at the raw video files, it's different. Um, <laughs> yeah. okay. I mean, did we talk about this on podcast about how like th- there's been like three or four times on Shriekcast where ZC is like, now I get a new microphone and. This is gonna sound so much better, and it sounds exactly the same. Yeah, <laughs> we've talked about this before. Like, microphones don't exist. Like it's, it's like wine that you you get them to a certain point, and they stop sounding better after that. And it's just like three people who yeah. listen on like room sized speakers can tell the difference. Yeah, well, yeah. it's like most of the time I'm listening it to through my like shitty phone speaker, and I cannot tell the difference. Except yeah, with exactly. certain like there's certain ones. Where I think it's because they don't do the EQ and they don't do like a, a low pass filter or a high yeah. pass filter or whatever, but I can like feel it buzzing in my ears and I'm like, you've got to do something yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that some, makes sometimes. that makes much That's the more high of frequencies. You've got to cut those high frequencies. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're killing me. Um, but apart from that, it, yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter that much. It's, like... it's mostly for like other stuff for like music yeah. and stuff. But I, I'm I like having. I like yeah, I'm my, sure you can hear pretty, the difference with like music microphone. stuff with with like podcasts. Most people yeah. are gonna listen to through like yeah, definitely five dollar headphones. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's Star Wars Day. Nerds. It's the Star Wars Day. Yeah, uh, I love what to be Star Wars. I don't know. What I'm that such is. a I'm such a nerd. Uh, may, may I remember in in like may. elementary school. <laughs> When I, like, went on the schoolyard uh, and then, like, some jock approached me and said, like, showed me a picture of a guy and then asked who it is. And I said, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then he beat me up because I knew that. Um, So this is very personal to me. Like, I have, being a Star Wars nerd is such a (laughs) core part of my identity and I have been... Mm-hmm. bullied and harassed so much for it that i'm glad that <laughs> now finally the nerds are getting their day and that today was, that was why the national guard shot everyone yeah on, in kent state because they liked star wars yeah and today <laughs> and today <laughs> they're shooting the jocks yeah now the mm-hmm. jocks now just like the guild youtube mm-hmm. series where they sang now i'm the one that's cool about how nerds are cool <laughs> 
now, not <sighs> not the jokes. Yeah. Uh, now everyone who you know, everyone who's seen the Star Wars holiday special gets a gun and gets to shoot like one mm. jock. Legally. All the jocks, all the jocks who made fun of me at school are washing my car that I own, mm-hmm. that I have, the car that I own. That <laughs> Nowadays, I get someone we live to wash. <laughs> all the jocks live. that used to bully me in school are now burning to death in my Teslas that I invented. <laughs> <laughs> all the jocks who live in school live in the uh, purpose-built accom- student accommodation that I I own. <laughs> <laughs> all the jocks who believe me at school have slightly less Twitter followers than me, so it's cool now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Or nowadays, we live under a dictatorship of, of the nerds. You know, I mean, I, I wish had a joke the nerds. For that, but I forgot what it was. Yeah, that's Stop. true. Uh, Joe Biden is a nerd, so that's a big victory for us. Um, mm-hmm. I heard uh, Kyo Starmer. I th- I heard he likes Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know who Keith. that is. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nerd reference, you know. Keith Starmer, yeah. He wasn't he on Star Trek? I don't know. <laughs> 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 what would be Keir Starmer's Star Wars name? Like, like, what, what K- K- Keir Star Wars. Jeremy Corbyn was Dumbledore. Yeah. That was funny, wasn't it? No, really funny. Keir Dumbledore. Keel. Keel. Keel Starmer. <laughs> named Keel. after Keel. a town in Germany. Keel Starmer named <laughs> after... The big canal. Named after classic Discworld character, Captain Keel. Is that Captain his name? Keel Starmer, so named because he's as wet as the Keel Canal. Hey, <laughs> got uh, it. Constantly has uh, uh, shipping traffic passed through him. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there's something stuck in my Suez Canal. Uh, what are we doing? It's gone right up my Suez. Okay, um... Yeah, so should I bring us in? How much? Where are we doing? Where are we? Okay. Yeah, yeah sure. That's fine. Yeah. That's Not every episode needs forty yeah. minutes of uh, pre. Not every episode is a winner, you know. Just like children, when you have like three or four children, <laughs> not not all of them are going to be a winner. And oh yeah, this is going to be a bad episode. I'm. I'm going to give a participation trophy to all of our episodes that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, didn't participate enough that's this Eric episode is gonna mm. get there yeah podcast episodes episode. in my days had to like go into the coal mines and shovel the coal themselves and like work there mm. for 16 hours mm-hmm. um working in the podcasting mines and these days you can just like put up a podcast episode that has no cold open um mm-hmm the open no. is been it's like oven roasted. It's yeah, just a black no cum jokes. crusty opening. <laughs> it's got no and jokes. It's gonna be... Only three references to the Sopranos mm-hmm. and the audience just fucking hates it. <laughs> no, I mean the audience is gonna still give them a participation trophy, and I think I think that's what's wrong with today's podcasts. Um mm, yeah. They should be hurt for not being good enough. Yeah. Um just like children. <laughs> I'm, I'm politicians. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I was good. I was gonna say, you know, this episode we're gonna make this bad on purpose. This this is our fiftieth episode, so. Um, oh, oh shit! Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> this is our worst episode yet. Our fiftieth well, episode. The big five zero. Um, five. Half halfway five, to. I, I think um, after forty nine. <laughs> after making forty nine, frankly excellent episodes that transcend the medium that's true mm. 
Uh, our um, podcast has to now has to start getting like mandatory prostate checkups. Every <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got but a finger up there. We stop getting smear tests sometime soon. Oh. Actually, no, they just Ooh. increase in 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 regularity. Ignore me. You only, you yeah. only get swabs more the older you get. That's very yeah. True. They just more come, and more coming probing. at you with cotton buds. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah, I was gonna say like, before George interrupted me. I was gonna say after. <laughs> frankly outstanding episodes uh 49 episodes that for which like every each 49 times we have we have sent physical award awards for them for being the best at podcasting each week yeah um Mm -hmm. we do do after this for for our big 5-0 we're allowed to just like take a back seat um just like just just like really phone it in yeah yeah We've never done that before. <laughs> We've never phoned in an episode. All our episodes are pure genius. Um, I, I don't even own a phone. Yeah, this this is sort of um, it's it's a com- it's a confluence of both our not both, but not only our fiftieth episode, mm-hmm. but in two days it will have been a, a year since we started. Or I oh, guess shit. probably it's been a year now because we had that first episode yeah. that that got fucked up. So it's been like a year since we started recording at least. Um, and we also just reached ten thousand downloads, so it's sort of like a triple a triple victory from mm, us. Yeah. Yes, mm. we are clapping, clapping on married. each other's shoulders. Uh, we are stroking each other's dicks for uh, <laughs> for what great job we've done <laughs> this it's past a birthday, year. A birthday jerk, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're sto- we're stroking each other's carpets. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we've all purchased each other a carpet in like a sort of secret Santa gift exchange kind of style. <laughs> Yeah, and to the the, the top level Patreon backers, please unzip your uh, your your new Who Watches the Watch branded carpet tile that you've been sent. In that would be great. For the, that for the would listener. be great merch, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like we don't have a merch shop, and it just sold like weird carpets, like you know, like um, rug, you know, like uh, doormats. That that uh-huh. like Who Watches the Watch branded. That would be. That would be yeah, beautiful. like who, who watches the white body pillows, but like as carpets. I think that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I want my you know like a body pillow of me. I don't think that's good. That seems bad. It's not me. a body pillow. It's, it's a, a body, body carpet. It's a body carpet. Yeah. Either way, it's kind of bad. You know. <laughs> You're gonna I have think to there's make a great own. business opportunity there, and you, you are just sabotaging our way to success. Once um, again, and that's I'm getting what, in the way of free business. Yeah, and I learned this from Success Pictures Instagram page that <laughs> that those are the toxic influences that I need to cut out from my life life because they just they're just holding me back from um, reaching my full business potential. Yeah, no, so if, fucking it, true, bestie. If we've learned anything in the past year, it's that I'm definitely a toxic influence in your life, and you do need to cut me out. But you can't because we have a podcast together, and that's the cruel irony of this podcast. <laughs> Damn. You know the weird thing about you, everyone. You know, everyone's going to change over the uh, lockdowns. Yeah. I yeah. didn't expect Chaz to become a massive audio gear nerd. <laughs> Start talking about preamps. It's pretty surprising. Yeah, that's so unlike my normal personality. It's like mm-hmm. a big, a big swerve. Um, I'm never annoying about anything. Uh, that's, that's the great thing about when you, when you put me. it when you put it that way. Yeah, I can see where it's coming. From. <laughs> uh-huh. you just think of the worst things that people can do, and then I'm going to do them eventually. Um, yeah, yeah. Just you're, you're just fully embodying. You're fully embodying the spirit yeah. of uh, 
of what people's annoying boyfriends do. Yeah, that's me. Twenty twenty-two. Chaz gets in. Chaz gets into cryptocurrency. Okay, I will not do that unless it's it would be funny though. It would be funny, but not for very long. I think. Yeah, I don't think that's a sustainable <laughs> bit. Yeah, it's like a a temporary bit. Maybe I'll do it for you know like a week, and then everyone will yell at me and stop talking to me, and then I'll stop. But it'll be too late by then. That's now. like I feel like mm. currently uh, doing NFTs we, we is mint the one thing. As an NFT. Yeah. Yeah. I think currently um, doing NFTs is the one thing that you can't come back from. Like that's <laughs> that's gonna get you fully cancelled by everyone. I mean, like even you know because they actually have real world harm. It's yeah. Not just, even yeah, if you're just doing sure. it as a joke, you're still doing the thing that is harm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Bitcoin is the same. <laughs> yeah, it's like the thing I always say that online crimes, with a few exceptions, are not real crimes. Um, but that's one of the ones that is a real crime to me. So yeah. don't do that. A typical, typical statement is the Corbynista hard left. That's me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, a... like, give me a give me a good old fashioned pyramid scheme. You don't need to. You don't need to also attach it to like to like this crypto stuff, right? Yeah. Just just make it make it good old fashioned like door to door, multilevel marketing. Go yeah. go burn the rainforest down yourself with your two physical hands. <laughs> go there, burn the forest, and then I will respect you. <laughs> yeah, or that guy they had on um, uh, Behind the Bastards the other week who sold someone a box that he just used sleight of hand to say that printed money. Oh my god, uh, <laughs> that's really funny. And they were like, he was like, "Look, buy this illegal box from me. It prints money." And they were like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> I and believe left. you. <laughs> yeah. Now that's good. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> extremely funny. No, I'm going to start sending letters to people sense. claiming to be um, a foreign prince who just needs you to send me five hundred pounds so that I can then send you ten thousand pounds in return for safekeeping. You want to get mm. in on those royal mail scam texts that have been going around? Do you want to get in on that? You know, royal it, mail scam texts. You not heard about this? Oh no. my god, they're everywhere. I've got like three. Basically, people keep sending <laughs> texts saying that they're the royal mail and that there's like outstanding charges and they have to pay it in order for the package to be delivered. Um, but then obviously, if you pay it, it, it just takes you to like a like a scam site. Um, yeah, because th- that's never how anything works. That's not how the Royal like Mail that. works, but they're like literally everywhere. Like everyone in my family's got them. Everyone was talking about them on Twitter because people keep like joke Ooh. replying to them. Um, oh, it's very funny, I'm sure. It's Sometimes, medium probably. funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's when they reply again where they're like, please don't stop doing this to me. And then they reply again being like, all right, it's a fair call. <laughs> that's quite funny. Um, <laughs> you got me. Please don't scam me, sir. Oh, since you asked. Mm-hmm. Well, since you've right. been so polite. I, folks, I have just received a, a message from our script editor uh, okay. that oh, we have fuck. that we have reached a 15-minute code open. So, uh, But we're not doing one this episode. So. <laughs> Fine. Fucking help. There's fucking casting wax everywhere. It's just fucking all over the place. Everything is covered in casting wax. I'm Aww. sorry. That's an unusual problem to have, and I do feel for you. I'm gonna go mad. Oh, George, I'm sorry. Oh, let's let's, let's take go. away your woes with a little with a little soul, a little mm. soul music. Hello. Soul music. We're on a mission from God. 
I love language. I love language. Welcome to Watch Is The Watch, a Discworld podcast about reading slash watching the works and adaptions of Terry Pratchett's books and discussing them amongst ourselves. Uh, a host in group for hosts who are rockers and mods. Um, mm. that we've amalgamed the two identities and we've created the ultimate beings. I call them sick. Madrockers. Hey, I I just read it. I used the correct mutation on the word poi uh, without thinking about it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Sick. I said foi. The material effects of, of learning a language. George yeah. Posting is W. A language, a language I never do. I just I just assume that there's mutated if it's in a sentence and i know that's not necessarily true but it's like normally right um yeah honestly (laughs) (laughs) um Uh. yeah i'm your host chaz and um i just hit them you know (laughs) i just hit the rocks (laughs) uh i'm your host robin and i've designed the special mechanism to put people off music where instead of having rocks that you hit to make um, cool drum sounds. It's like a series of rocks, um, and then you hit them, and then they scream. And the smaller the rocks get, the younger the screaming sounds. <laughs> That's just experimental Ooh. music. <laughs> yeah, I call it anti music. Uh, I don't know um, where that came from. <laughs> that was interesting. It was good. I liked it. It was good. Uh, I'm hi. I'm your host, Janosch, and. Will I look just like Empikalian? <laughs> what? You, you, he looks just like Empikalian. I don't uh, know. I, it's the Weezer song, it. don't you know? It's it? the Weezer song, Buddy Holly. Okay. <laughs> Not enough Weezer heads. I thought that was going to be a reference everyone will understand. What? I was almost ashamed of making such an obvious one. That's no, good. You should be. Yanosh, uh, I appreciate your Weezer joke. Thank you. You're welcome. Must be nice to have a fan. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the listeners are gonna love too. this. <laughs> um, Dos Wifta. George Dewey. I host Dewey. Dewey, even. How's this voice you're putting <laughs> Oh, this is what people from Wales sound like, but. Very like gravelly. <laughs> Look, talking Welsh makes me do a weird voice. I don't know. <laughs> You kind of sounded like you were one of the old, like, um... Oh, I'm a pirate. Well, a pirate, oh. but like a sort of Japanese pirate um, who learnt Welsh. Interesting. But it, was, it was fun. It's good. Win gweithio mewn amgeda. Yeah, that's, that's my introduction. Okay. Very funny. Yeah, that's... That's all of us. These That's are the four hosts be, you've I, come I, to I know love all the <laughs> jokes yeah. and bits in this episode that maybe one listener will understand. Listen, what we've done is by doing 50 episodes of a podcast, we've created a podcast. And now what we're doing is post-podcast. Mm. Yeah, this it's is a podcast too. It's the post like, reformation of podcasting into mm. a new form, which is a deconstruction of its original this is form. post-podcasting. <laughs> mm. The P stands for... Uh, Parasocial and yeah. O stands for uh, onanism. Relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I like onanism. Ooh, be position. Good word, onanism. I know. It's pretty good. Nobody, nobody talks about this. No one. Yeah. No one does. You know. The woke left are trying to stop us from talking about the dangers of onanism. <laughs> The Oak Left are always talking about the dangers of onanism, and I for one wish they'd stop because they're really making it hard to finish. <laughs> um, Look, I, it, thing, I, I hate sex negativity. When, when I when I'm when I'm committing onanism in a in a TK Max changing room, people tell me to get out. It's this kind, it's this kind of uh, sex negativity that the left doesn't need if the revolution's going to happen. If, why would they have a curtain there if that's not what it's for? That's my exactly. question. It's private. <laughs> it's a private space. <laughs> what you do in there is your business. Yeah. Um, Though I, uh, I'm sick of the work of... left coming for my carpets. It's really just like... But they're not <laughs> coming the for them. That's coming... the problem. <sighs> they're coming on them. <laughs> yes. <exactly>. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This week, we read the first third of Soul Music. Um, soul a, Music. A pretty good... Book. I know I say this quite a lot, but Soul Music is genuinely one of my favorites. Um, I love the Susan books. She's one of yeah. my all-time top characters. Mm. I, uh, I produced a play of this one, which was a disaster-ish. Um, <laughs> but I gonna... still is... care about it. <laughs> well, uh, you're not in luck, because I have some reviews to read out. Um, and I think they're probably going to make you mad now that you've said that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Can I just can I just say one thing? This is going to be sound really weird, yeah. but I always forget that Soul Music is a Susan book. Yeah. For some reason, like the 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 music stuff, I'm always like, oh, it's the one with loads of references to bands yeah. I don't get. <laughs> um, uh, I'll probably get more now. That's some- I mean, the thing is, if you look at the book cover, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Death is on it, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I mean, can kind of mine. gather that it's that is part of the death series of Discworld novels. I've got the pretty one um, without without um, the uh, Josh Kirby cover. Oh, that's. Oh. I'm annoyed because I ordered Soul Music mm-hmm. and I ordered um, Interesting Times last week on like Wednesday, 
Mm. I received interesting times on Friday and I still have not received my copy of Soul Music. So I had to buy a separate Kindle copy. Jesus Christ. So now I will have two of them. (laughs) Wait, is it interesting interesting times next? Yes. <laughs> it's a real it's a real hit, you know. We go from this wow. one, which is one of my favorite ones, and then immediately I mean we got the animated series. We first, got the animated then we series. go into uh we have we go into interesting times. If you want we, we can watch like bit. your play uh also squeeze something out of that. Um we'll mm. see. <laughs> we do have a little bit of um interesting times theme in, in this book actually, and by which I mean anti Asian racism. Is there? Do we? Yeah, when they go to the curry shop, they're doing the R's oh, and L's being I didn't mixed even up notice. Thing. I thought yeah. it was just misspelling. That's yeah, not great. Same. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, they say like or binky because that's how Asian people sound. Or oh, oh. yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't honestly, I wasn't either. able Thanks, to place. Larry. I wasn't able to place that because also the Welsh guy said everything with two L's. Uh, <laughs> And there's like, like there's so many, there's so many accents in this one that are completely fake. That the one that is actually like real life racism accent is just like doesn't read for me. I love it when he's racist to the point where it's so obscure that you don't notice. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Terry. It's, it's uh, it's it's funny that because like I did come to the conclusion that he's like a, a faux Welsh character. I, I came to that conclusion by the end of this third, but initially. I thought it was pronounced like the Spanish double L, um, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Ah, it's a Spain where it rains all the time." And my 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 brain was like, <laughs> oh "My God, ticking backwards." Well, Robin, you've, you've lived in Wales. You lived in Wales for like several years. I know, <laughs> four years. But then you did live in you did live in Cardiff, which is like it's like living in, in England, but the signs are larger. I mean, they have to have it in Welsh. They have yeah. a nice Deadford, and it's called Lamidus, which is a joke about the under milkwood um, place mm-hmm. of Flaragib. Yeah. Uh, oh, Flaragib, yeah. yeah um, is it Lamidus or is it Yamidus? Lamidus. <laughs> Sodomal. Yeah, it's Sodomal backwards. Um, but and also they have harps, and it's rainy all the time, and they're druids. Um, yeah, so, yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 fantasy Wales. I did figure it out that it was fantasy sheep. Wales. Did they mention it sheep? Does, it does mention sheep. Oh, do, I'm oh, sure it, it does. does. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Good. Look at all the all the cultural references <laughs> they got. All of them. Yeah. Um, Rain sheep. Checking every box. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I've lived in Wales for like seven years, and I still don't know what Wales is. I don't know what's going on here. Mm. I've lived in Wales for a while, um, so I don't know how long have I lived in Wales. How old Most am I? Of your life. When did you leave the state? Twenty-five. Uh, for eight, sixteen years. Um, <laughs> were you born? Were you born in the states, Chaz? I don't think you were. Were you? No, I was born on a base in Cambridgeshire somewhere. Oh, so are you, you are English. No. <laughs> I have no memory to, of living go in Go to jail. <laughs> You're from the home counties, pretty much. Uh, I, don't have, I lived there for six months before we moved. <laughs> you can take the girl out of the home I'm, counties, but if you anything, can't take the home counties anything, out of the girl. I've got no, I've got no, I've got no home, you know. 
moving around too much, living, living you're, in all the different you're countries. Rootless, you're a rootless elite. That's me. I'm doing tropes <laughs> just about Chaz. I have a house in France that I go to every si- for uh-huh. six months of every year. Um, yeah. I, but I also voted for Brexit. Yeah. Yeah, I know you have a villa in Portugal that you... Yeah, uh, I've got three. You <laughs> One I rent uh, out, the other was stolen. <laughs> yeah, I broke uh, into it because you bought it from my money. But yeah, no, it's fine. yeah. It's under the podcast name. I bought it with your just the much money. <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, that was a cheap I maintained a Patreon account, so, you know. Yeah, the really lies no about the Patreon numbers. Um, he sort of fudges them so that it, it looks like <laughs> we get less than we do, and then he skips yeah. them off the top. I, uh, <laughs> I claim that I take uh, $10 for the Pinecast account that I also pay for, but actually Pinecast is made up. I, yeah, it's not a real website. <laughs> not a real website. Um, s- speaking of skimming off the top, it's <laughs> it's time to um. <laughs> sure. I, I, <laughs> uh-huh. Let's skim off the top. <laughs> let's skim off the top and let's 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 uh turn our attention to some of these uh Goodreads or as we like to call them bad reads reviews. Got him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> let's skim hey guys. off at least twenty minutes hey. of content from Goodreads. <laughs> More like bad reads, am I right? <laughs> oh, you're so right. Um, this is how the magic happens, folks. Yeah. <laughs> they call this, in the biz, this is something they call comedy. Um, uh-huh. I'm going to read. <laughs> this is the, uh, so I usually just filter them by one star because they tend to be the funniest. Um, and the top one star review was, not really for me, lads. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, which I I just enjoyed. I also the fact that you know saying lads on Goodreads. Mm-hmm. Are you a lad? You could be a lad what, and lads? be on Goodreads. Isn't what is Patrick Rothfuss if not a lad being on Goodreads? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would emphatically not call Patrick Rothfuss a lad. No, same. It's just a lad writing out there on his lad writer, <laughs> um, writing his lad books for lads. I you know. I think he wants to be one. Anyway, we can't keep talking about Patrick Rothfuss. No, not on Here's this another one-star review. Reading through these in publication order, and finally we get to one that is so laughably bad, ham-fisted Whoa. and cringe-inducing, that I'd assume a fifth grader who thinks they're being clever wrote it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a real shame as, as the... F- wait... Oh my, what does this person think is the publication order? A real shame as the five preceding ones were all superb. They can't all be winners, and this one gets by on Pratchett's name alone. Hmm. What were the last five? The five preceding ones, huh? Uh, And to be fair, the last five books were pretty good, I think, so. Mm. We had Mm. last five books were uh, Many Times, Lord's Lady, Small Gods, Witches Abroad, Reaper Man. Yeah. (laughs) That tracks. books. To be fair, those are good books, but yeah. I, I don't think this is worse than them. So No. It's it's more fluff. Mm. This I guy think, read Which um, I'm enjoying the about color of it. Magic, The Light Fantastic, um, Sorcery and Eric. <laughs> and was like, wow, this one's not so, as good. Let's <laughs> Yeah, let's let's straw man the Goodreads reviewers in yeah. having worse this taste than they actually do. This guy probably has never even read a good book. I bet he like <laughs> goes on and reviews like Shakespeare plays with a 2.5 star yeah. cuz he thinks he's edgy. What a what a monster. I bet um, he I bet his favorite read. Shakespeare play is The Tempest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that is that cringe? I don't know. Uh, Sometimes. It is actually. But... I know some people who really hate the Tempest for some reason. I think it's fine. 
<laughs> yeah, me too. It's all right. I like the Tempest. Um, the only I like when he talks about stuff. It's all flowery, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I like when he's Pretty like good. doing iambic pentameter. I'm like, I see what you did there. Not everyone would notice, but I noticed. Willie Shakespeare, keep doing what you're doing. Giving um, <laughs> <laughs> giving Shakespeare a big thumbs up for uh, for that writing game that he's in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shakespeare never existed. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually um, my great-grandmother who uh, wrote all the plays mm. um, and then published under a pseudonym. Not many people know that. No. Um, and Shakespeare, if Shakespeare had existed, he wouldn't have been able to write those plays because he was poor. Uh, that's yeah. true. Men on Tinder keep telling me to um, watch watch The Tempest, mm-hmm. SMH. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Men. Yeah. Men. Okay. Yeah, if you're um, if you're out on a date with a man and you ask him for like f- five Shakespeare plays that he likes and he keeps saying the Tempest, run. <laughs> Every single one of those five <laughs> is just the Tempest. That's like a bit cringe. If he says he likes Hamlet, it's because he's glorifying like a toxic male character, mm. and that's also really problematic. So Ooh, you should yeah. definitely run. <laughs> I I only respect uh, men on Tinder who uh, who like. Macbeth, because uh, that means that they like, they like uh, being bosses, owned yeah. by a girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Macbeth is about. Yeah. Yeah. It's about how your wife rocks and you're a weak little worm. <laughs> it's about Lady Macbeth stay winning. Am I right? Uh huh. Yes, yeah. Queen. That's she cares cool. about hygiene. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's about Japanese Lady Macbeth uh, getting someone to bring you someone else's head. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, and you, and you bring it. And you're it's like, like, you shouldn't it. have done that. And she's like, ha ha, my hands, they won't get clean. <laughs> and then you get filled full of arrows. I like Macbeth. She was washing her hands before coronavirus. Now that's forward thinking. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Macbeth says, vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> she would say that. Lady Macbeth would be like, you should kill Donald Trump and then Joe Biden will be king and it will be great. Um, people people like to say that uh, most most of like social media yes. is making up a guy to get mad at. Yes, mm-hmm. but we're we're taking it one step further by making up a semi ironic <laughs> guy who's actually a woman uh, <laughs> to get mad at. Yeah, we're doing misogyny. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> what about it? Um, this this is a this is um we're we're post ironic left casting. Um, I I don't know. We're post left <laughs> or something. I don't know. Post casting, yeah. Post casting, yeah. We'll be re- renamed as Red 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 Scare Scare. Red Red uh, Scare Scare. Mm-hmm. Red Cat. Yeah. It's fucked up how episode forty nine of Who Watches the Watch was like the last podcast episode ever released. Um, mm. and everyone kept saying when that episode went up, which definitely happened in the past. Uh, I I remember when. That that every all all the news outlets kept posting. Uh, podcasting is over. Yeah. Um. The final episode has been released, so it's honestly very brave of us that we even record episode fifty. And more people should be thanking us. Mm. Yeah. When um when Francis Fukuyama released um the end of podcasting, mm-hmm. um and and the last joke, uh, you know that really like that was really about how podcasting had ended. And yeah. everything from now on is just, you know, it's post that. And it can never really it can never really construct the podcast again. Yeah. Okay. 
when Martin Scorsese <laughs> released the last podcast, uh, which was like a two and a half hour concert film of us performing episode 49 of Who Watches the Watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's do. Do you have do you have any more bad reads, Robin? I do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh hell yeah. <laughs> um. I, can you? Is it, am I coming through like clear? Well, you were, and you just cut out again. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake! I'm just oh, gonna, I'm all. just gonna read it, and you can all laugh, and then okay. <laughs> I'll do it now to save time. <laughs> <laughs> A rare misstep for Pratchett here, in my opinion. Rock and roll comes to Discworld, and while the setup involving trolls, dwarves, humans, and everyone's favorite talking dog, Gastropod, promises love. <laughs> 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 i'll leave it there because that's just the funniest bit of it like he hasn't even appeared love... so far so exactly so I... that was a bit of a spoiler Ooh. for me but i also don't think i've met the character of gastropod yet so. that's true it's like gaspod but he's a snail uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh, i'm a talking snail and it's so it's so weird being a snail because you know you have this conflicting desire between um, mm-hmm. eating plants but now you have human consciousness and you're like maybe i shouldn't eat the plants you know yeah <laughs> trying to imagine what yeah. the guild of snails would look like very slow Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the you can't exactly get terrible. chased by snail Hitler across a roof. Oh, Chaz, I haven't said. Sorry, you lost your job. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about. Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I knew that I was going to lose it because it was temporary, and I'm fine with it. I'm fine with not having to sit here in this chair uh, for four hours and then not receive calls. Listen, it's fine not receiving calls, but also. I don't want to do it anymore, and I am glad that it's that it's over. So that's true. It's fine. Mm. I'm fine with it. All right, should we get shall we get back to podcasting? Let's, yeah, <laughs> I do. You, I do, you do sound. sound <laughs> I I have not uh, had like I heard everything you said, Robin. So that's already a big improvement. Yeah, I can, It's all a lot smoother now. I can now, see so. you, which is impressive that I can both hear you and see you at the same time. I have some more batteries. <laughs> sure. Okay, yeah. tell me the batteries. I have okay, so these two I'm just putting because I think the way they're phrased is really funny. Got a few paragraphs into it. Blair had to send it to the goodwill. <laughs> what? <laughs> More like bad will. <laughs> a few paragraphs into the book. Uh huh. That's like if you don't sell them two paragraphs in, it's a bad book. Two paragraphs. I'm like, this is too much. Just going over stuff that's happened in previous books for me. I'm I'm sending this back. I already paid ten euros for this book, uh, so but I'm gonna give it exactly two paragraphs. I I think that's like a good because people will be like, oh, I spent like half of this book being really mad at it and I hate that I read it. Maybe it is good to just read like the first two paragraphs and be like, nah, I'm fine. I don't want to read this. I'm done with it. I think for me, it's like back when I used to read more, I gave books like at least 50 pages of a chance. And then like, mm-hmm. if it didn't grab me by like page 57, I was like, okay. That's so specific. <laughs> I enjoy it. seven specifically. Um, 56, two, no. Here's yeah. another one, and then I have two extra fun ones, so I'm, I'll, I'll try and speed through these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Full of lame cliches and a lame, predictable plot. <laughs> I stopped reading the Discworld books after this one. Sure. I don't think 
that the plot is predictable. <laughs> no, this is. I don't know what's gonna happen. This has been like pretty this, weird this one third of this book. I guess we can lead into the book discussion with this one. But like, as like George said, you know, I always forget that this is a this is a Susan book. It's because it feels like it feels like Terry put like five books into this one. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is why yeah. it makes a bad play. <laughs> this is why it's, it's not a good book to adapt for the theater because there's like six different plot lines and you have to keep changing scenes and none of them really gel like they kind of do, but they also kind of don't. And so it's like you need too many actors, there's too many props and there's too many scene changes and so it's a bad play. Um, but, you know, it's fine. It's a good idea. I think it was. it could have been worse. It's also the best to have like a student adapt rather than using like a Stephen Briggs one, but just getting someone who's never adapted a play before to adapt. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Oh my god! For yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm gonna take the one that that has like scenes that take place in like Moor Park and then ones that take place in like Death's Realm. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, if it makes you feel better, there's like basically no difference because it's a black stage, but there's like a. Death's Realm has like a table with like a frying pan on it, and it's like <laughs> the only like prop that's there. Was fine. No, it's good. I did. I did. Listen, could the props be are good. I made kitchen. almost all the props for that fucking place. <laughs> I think that they're good. Coming for that play, but not for any of the direction or the acting or anything. Just the props. One of the reviews Just was the like, production. the props, someone in the reviews was like, the props look very homemade. And I was like, they were homemade. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> but that's like the charm of, that's the, that's the charm of like student theater or like amateur theater is that you can yeah. like say, you can do shit where the, all the props are cardboard and say that that's, that's the point. That I'm, yeah. I'm doing that on purpose to make it Brechtian. <laughs> <laughs> it's Brechtian. I don't want to like emotionally involve the audience too much in what's going on. Yeah. I want them to maintain their like distance. So that's why the props are so bad. <laughs> the props are bad as like a commentary on how you can never achieve naturalism <laughs> on theater. Uh, I want to draw yeah, the audience because it's, it's an it's an unnatural space. So yeah. like you're never going to achieve perfect naturalism. Yeah, um, I get you. In in, in, in my last play, uh, the 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 teacher who like. The, the like theater teacher who was there and saw it he gave us feedback and he was like yeah i i liked the moments where the actors were all like really exaggerating and playing unnatural on purpose which we definitely did it was on purpose yeah it was on purpose he was like <laughs> those was bits were great <laughs> but when you try to act natural you, you could always like see that that's something only real stage actors can do and that's <laughs> <laughs> mm. thank you stage actors don't act natural no, they, not in real life they either. Go. They don't really have a natural state. <laughs> That's why naturalism is so hard for them. The theatre kid can't actually perform naturalism. It's because actors shouldn't be trusted. I would never no. trust an actor. Mm. And you never have. No. <laughs> no. This is what this is what my dinner with Andre is about. Is how you yeah, can never how trust, you can't trust actors. The theatre people. I thought it was about how it's nice to go to dinner with your friend. I have one last no. review. One. Okay. One last review. And I picked this one because a, a really weirdly significant amount of these r- reviews were in Bulgarian. Um, <laughs> and I think this is the one that, that sums them all up the best. Um, <clears throat> 
which roughly translates to I shouldn't have read this in Bulgarian. <laughs> you know, that's a really good point. Like, I first read this book in German. And um, yeah, it's all the puns. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. Any, I don't know what any of the puns were. So this is gonna be all a new discovery for me. Uh, definitely, okay. the like mission from That's... Glod joke was like new to me. The mo- like That's the middle funny. third of the book, like every scene with like the musicians who aren't the main musicians, and a lot of their scenes as well are just music puns. <laughs> That's like what most of yeah. the book is. So yeah, I, which I is great. See like that That's... being amazing. That's what I was going to say about this book also, is that I really enjoy, like, after the last two books, which were Men at Arms and Lord and Ladies, those were books where it was like, Terry definitely has something to say that he wants us to, especially with Men at Arms, where it was like the whole gun's bad. This is like an agenda book, right? Mm. Gun's bad. Yeah, it's <laughs> a work book. <laughs> it's a work book. It's got a work agenda. And for this one, he's like, let's just have some fun. It is very jokey. There is a message, which is that rock and roll music is evil. And mm-hmm. There's a message? <laughs> yeah, rock and roll is bad, and it will take over your life. <laughs> and in the end I, could, yeah, I can't tell you what the end is never mind you'll see you'll see what the yeah. end is when we get there the message is if you want to forget join the Kalachian Foreign Legion yeah <laughs> there is a sort of death plot line is about like grief um, yeah. which is sort of yeah. part of what Susan's story is about but it's also kind of disconnected from the stuff about music <laughs> yeah which is interesting um, Susan's plotline is about being an epic atheist line. teenager. Yeah, really. Yeah, she, she, she just is, gets. Yeah. This, this is not why by I liked any her so phony, much as a teen. God. As a teen, when I was a rational skeptic and I was like, I'm going to get really into rationalism, I was like, Dan, me and Susan were just exactly the same, even though the whole point of Susan's story is that she's wrong. <laughs> if if Susan had access to Reddit, just. I don't think she'd post on Reddit. I think she'd be like, this is silly. I won't go online. Yeah. Really? Yeah, she's not really a poster. Yeah. No, she doesn't have posters in it. She definitely she not. I could see Albert. She just has disdain. <laughs> Albert would be like sharing Facebook memes, but I don't think she's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's true. I think Albert would get really, really into QAnon. I just think he would. He would, absolutely. I think his. Albert think would he, get his into QAnon, but he would racist. be Q also at the same time. That's yeah. true. Oh, mm, he's a bit Jim Watkinsy, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always think when I read Albert. I'm like, this is just like, um, <laughs> like current runner of HN, Jim Watkins. Mm. I'm like, these characters are basically the same person. Yeah, just like porn impresario and <laughs> very normal man, extremely weird man. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's let's do the book summary. Summary book. Okay, I'm gonna do it very briefly because most of this is set up, um, mm. more or less. I mean, there are obviously plot developments, but, <laughs> you know, in the book, there are these bits, I call them plot, it's where things happen and then things change over a period of time. Um, is this thing that normally happens in books? No. Depends on the book. Um, so this is soul music. It is a death book, as previously mentioned. There's like about three or four different plot lines that are going on at once. One is about a boy called Impakelen, 
um, who is from oh, the Welsh yeah. town of Llamandos, and Llamandos. he doesn't want to be a druid. He wants to go <laughs> hey. and be the best musician who's ever lived in the entire history of the world and be remembered forever, which you can't normally do with like classical music, really. <laughs> so, you know, he's going to have to figure that out. Um, but he makes the decision to go to Ankh-Morpork. Uh, rather than Quirm, because if he went to Quirm, that would be the sensible choice, and he doesn't want to do that. He's gonna, he's gonna be a a, a musician who is remembered. He uh, took the we'll path more later. traveled. Yeah, the, the more traveled way. Um, <laughs> the other plot line is about Susan, who you may, well, you won't remember, but she's the granddaughter <laughs> of Death and the child of Mort and Isabel. Who is it clear? Robin, do you do you get what's happened? That in they Morton died Isabel? in a carriage crash. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It's very okay. clear. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty clear. I just wanted to double check. Um, but yeah, I, I did. I will say, I I read it, and then I was like, because I read it last night, um, after a long day of building IKEA furniture, mm. and I was like, am I tired? And I did have to reread it to be like, oh, he did just okay. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> they're good. Yeah, they're, all right. <laughs> I hope you weren't too he attached to those owns. characters because they're dead. I was a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's... It is sad, though. I think he treats it as sad. It's sort of the central yeah. emotional yeah. line of the book, I think. It's sad, very, but it's very much doing... also... Oh, gone. <laughs> 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 Terry very much doing the meme of Andy from Toy Story dropping Woody. Saying, I don't need you anymore. <laughs> yeah. One of those lines. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was gonna say, but without that allegory. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good allegory, George. I think it's, it's good. I'm, I'm it's, proud of you. This is yeah. Are memes an allegory? <laughs> they are can't memes be. An allegory? I think they are. I think allegories are memes, actually. <sighs> Need to mm. think about that. <laughs> I mean, a meme is like a mimetic idea that's like shared in a group uh-huh. like this. It's sort of Thanks, Richard Dawkins. Allegory. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, so... Mort and Isabel, they died in a in a carriage crash and it was very dramatic and sad and Death watched it, but he obviously didn't do anything because he's Death and that's not what he does. He became the Batman. Uh but he got mm. he got a bit he's a bit sad now and he's he's been thinking too much and Albert's very worried about him, so he decides to go off and try and forget. Um so he goes to ask like a monk what the correct way to forget is, and he's like, Well, you can join the Cloud Shooting Foreign Legion, you can drink a lot of alcohol. There's another one that I can't remember. <laughs> but we haven't got there in the plot yet, so it's fine. Um, but there's definitely three. Yeah. Rule of threes. Rule of threes. Yeah. It's it's mythic. Um, and so he's gone off and he's, you know, abandoned the duty. But people are still dying. And the reason that people are still dying is because Susan sort of filled the gap that death left. Um, and so she goes to this. She's... She's more Isabel's daughter. She's 16. She goes to Quirm's College for Young Ladies, which is a, a very nice <laughs> school for posh girls. Um, girls. Posh girls. Posh girls. All the girls here, they love, they love to learn. Yeah. Led by the... Jolly first... hockey sticks, girls. Yeah. It's, it's very much, you know, it's like Cheltenham Ladies, but it's yeah. very much like um, girls' boarding school novels style of, uh, of school. It's very... Yeah, very St. Trinity's Towers. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I wish it was. It's not really so trendy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's more like a sort of joke. That's a parody. Yeah, the whole thing, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, this this also is, but like in a different way. First, first named character um, of the book, like after the after the catching up with which series this is introduction page. First named character of the actual book, Miss Butts. 
Miss ha. Butts. Ha. Funny and name. it's funny. Oh, wait, is that a funny name? <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where, like, everybody had a school teacher that was just had, like, the, the stupidest name that you there's, think would put you off teaching for life. There's some insane names in here. Like, there's, the, there's she names the names. other, Ms. The other ones. Yeah, Miss Trader, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some some very very good names there's a bit yeah. in this and i can't remember where it is where terry mentions he does this occasionally where he mentions a character not having a sense of humor and then doing something which he thinks is funny but mm-hmm. has, isn't actually that funny and it's always exactly the same as, as all it's of always the jokes. same joke yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's real two spider-man shit yeah it's just like ha imagine <laughs> Making Terry really inventing a guy to make make a bad joke <laughs> that you're getting mad at. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I uh, will say, Miss Butts immediately got a big belly laugh out of me just reading that name. Aha, uh-huh. name, Butts. The thing is, Terry is of that generation of British person who probably, probably th- there was this sort of thing of resisting Amer- what's seen as American imported words. Mm. which like we still do i suppose um not enough but like we wouldn't say butt for your bum it's your bum mm. it's your bum it's just bums um and butts you just go like yeah butts mm. and they'd be like but no what? but that means it means it means uh like archery targets or something you know oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah, had yeah. we had a i had a french teacher um whose surname was Perro, which um obviously in french is dog and then in spanish no, it's it's all in Spanish. In Spanish, it's dog. In Spanish, it's dog, and it's also butt. But it depends on how many R's you have. So we do oh, like to call her um, Mrs. Dog Butt in 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 private. <laughs> that's that's so mean. That's so funny. Children. She was really hot. I wish we hadn't done it. She was really sexy. <laughs> Wait, the reason you wish you hadn't been mean to her is because she was sexy. What's the benefit of not that's being mean to her? She's a teacher. <laughs> It's okay to be cruel to teachers unless they're hot, in which case then it's mean, but only then. If they're ugly, yeah. then it's good to make fun of them. I didn't know I liked women yet. I was just like, wow, my French teacher has red hair and is like 20-something and, and very, yeah, yeah. very attractive. Then it's feminism, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> feminism is when you think your teacher's hot. Now that's that. Is it? Is yes. Every, no, but you have to be. Emmanuel Macron. You're gonna crush on your English teachers. This is gay culture. Yeah, but it's only it's only cool if you, then you if you're the gay. president of like, France. Yeah, then it's cool. If if you're straight, it's lame. But for some reason, no. it's not lame. <laughs> okay. Then it's cool. <laughs> then it's cool. <laughs> yeah. If mm. I'm always saying that I'm like, if, so, if you're so gay, cool then to be like with your English teacher and like follow all the rules. And that's this, so cool. This directly relates to to our previous great bit in the last episode of this podcast uh, because Robin Williams Robin Williams (laughs) I'm standing on my table (laughs) exactly (laughs) I'm standing on my table you all have to say oh captain my captain come on (laughs) you stand on the table and everyone just goes Robin Williams (laughs) Robin a better better film anyway um, so where, where, where were we Miss Butts. Uh, I was gonna say, Ms. speaking Butts. of feminism, also Miss Butts is feminist okay. because she says that she says girls are as good as because they're just learning. just as good as boys, and there's basically no difference. That is true. Which, uh, uh, yeah. But Albert says that women aren't assertive enough in the professions. <laughs> Albert says, "Lean in." <laughs> Albert says, "Don't say sorry." Albert Sandberg. Just don't say sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Albert says you're not bossy. 
You're the boss. Have you thought about, like, not apologizing, being more assertive, be Mm. a dickhead in the workplace? You can be an (laughs) asshole boss as a woman. That's your right. There's something, there's something amazing about the character of Albert. Like, (laughs) it's really. There's there's a bit later in the book where Susan is, like, imagining a reality where it turns out that Albert is, like, this lovable old guy and she gets to like him and then she just immediately says no. No. I refuse. I refuse, I refuse to do the the heart the heart rending. He's he's like, really like playing off this cliche of I mean this was similar in Mort, but in this one it's it comes back again. It is playing off this cliche of the of the kindly old butler, except he's not kindly. <laughs> yeah, he's just a dickhead. He's just a cowardly asshole yeah. who wants to eat fried food for a turn. Yeah, he just doesn't want to die and doesn't want to have to do too much. Um, <laughs> sure, you know, who amongst us? Yeah, fair enough, eh? Yeah. I don't think I'd want Albert's life. I don't think that's for me. No. <laughs> I do. Seems I am obsessed with his towel, which is from the YMCIBS. <laughs> It's like the young man's reformed cultist of the Icogod Belshamroth Association. Yeah. It's very good to joke. Stay at the <laughs> yeah. Complicated. Yeah. Yeah. And Susan's like, but you're not young. He's like, they never complained. Um, yeah, so Susan's at this at this place. Things we learn about Susan. She's 16. She loves maths and logic because she's a rational skeptic, but she doesn't like history because it's just people doing things, which, bad history. Um, <laughs> and she doesn't like literature. Uh, she hasn't read she, the end of history. Yeah, she hasn't read the end of history. Um, she doesn't like literature because she'd rather read a good book, like a she's math never done, textbook. She's never learnt like, <laughs> Marxist materialism, so she just she doesn't really understand its relevancy. Um, I think it's really funny but... that Carrie does this bit of... Uh, like, there's several jokes about how literature is useless and write a real yeah, book, like a math textbook, write math- <laughs> methods and rationality, write fucking... Yeah, a good story. Right, but but then at the same time... Not by some phony book, but by her own intelligence. Mm. I think he is presenting Susan as not being correct here. I don't think she's meant to be like... It's meant to be like, isn't it epic that she doesn't like to read books or whatever? (laughs) I think... Because the whole point is that she is trying... Her parents, like raised her deliberately to be as unimaginative as possible so she wouldn't be like mm-hmm. affected by the outside um forces of the sort of you know the fantastical world that yeah. her granddad lives in or whatever yeah her parents um, raised her on paul joseph yeah, they did watson it wrong. videos they were, bad. they were bad parents and they deserve to die <laughs> <laughs> Conservatives are getting better at comedy. <laughs> I don't know if her parents were it. like Paul Joseph Watson fans. I think they're more like that. They're more like Satanic Panic parents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, that her parents are like Satanic Panic parents, but with the caveat that one of them is also Satan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's layers. Which is why it's good. Yeah, so she's at the she's at the school, she's the sixteen year old, but she also has inherited certain powers, like she can um sort of go invisible by doing that the same stuff that Granny Weatherwax does sometimes, um, where she just becomes sort of unnoticeable and people's minds sort of slide off her. 
Um, also, she gets a she has like a birthmark, which is the same slap line as Mort got when Death slapped him in the face. Oh, is, uh, did yeah. you not get that? Okay, no, <laughs> he's a jolster. Cool. I just uh, thought it was fucking cool. I was like, oh, that <laughs> epic, but I didn't. Really yeah, um, she, she, she got the she got the I got slapped gene where. Um, uh-huh. Everywhere she's been, her dad was slapped. She also looks like she's been slapped. But yeah, so she she's at school. She's having a normal time doing, you know, girl school hijinks. She likes sports where you have a stick. Funny, <laughs> it's like a scythe. Um, but she one day the rat appears, which is the death of rats. Who's great? We love to see him. And a raven. There's some jokes with the raven that are stupid. I hate the raven. No, yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I don't <laughs> he's love. The worst. Don't love him. They were like, what if we had a talking Disney bird, but he was also a misogynist? <laughs> what then? I will... Yeah, I'll just cut this out. But <laughs> ex-girlfriend, the one, played the death of rats in our production of Soul Music. <laughs> Did she just have to say squeak? Over yes. Over again? Mm. <laughs> okay. yes. I can't judge her. I once played a rat in a play, and I was pleased about it. Yeah. Um, the play was... Uh, the. Pied Piper, so I was one of many. Interesting. Yeah. I, I was one of the narrators once. Ah. I was the horse in Equus once. <laughs> <laughs> Not a joke. <laughs> so Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe blinded of that? you. <laughs> I had one, but TV? I don't think I have it anymore. Oh my god. New Patreon stretch goal. Uh, <laughs> 20 pounds a month and 20 pounds a month and we release Chaz's uh, soul music recording. 50 pounds a month and you get to see Janusz and Equus. In German. I can't believe that's so incredible. German Equus. So nobody was naked in it because it was, an, it was a high school play. Um, oh, okay. So I guess high school and the, the horse, The horse is were represented by like that one rubber horse mask that well, that's, you that's, that's how we did that's how we did binky and soul music with the rubber horse mask yeah so you just did bojack horseman getting stabbed <laughs> yes yeah basically <laughs> i wasn't just the horse i was also like i was also a the the horse keeper or like the guy who the guy who has the I pl- I played like three roles. I played the role of horse, then I played yeah, the role of like role. the first guy who, when the main character first sees a horse, right? The first, the first th- that that horse rider that he sees, and then I was like the stable keeper um, at the at later of of whose horse is uh, Equus, I'm the protagonist, which is what is called uh, blinded. Um, so, great stuff. They probably deserved it. We gotta get yeah. I've never seen the play. It's about how horses are horses evil. Horses deserved it. That that's what yeah. the play is about. Anti horse propaganda. They're just evil. They're not a metaphor. No, <laughs> it's, it's about horses. The animal specifically yeah. are bad. Nothing else. Um. Anyway, so Binky also <laughs> arrives. She gets on Binky. There's some jokes about horse girls, which are very funny. Um. I like how they all say the word "o" with like four syllables, so it's like "ooh." That was a little challenging to read. Yeah. You're looking at my pony. You've just got that. Pony. Poshest people you know. 
I do love that. Dwarf is looking at my pony. As said, this horse is a little queer. <laughs> um, also, fun fact, because she's got a dwarf friend and a troll friend, yeah. and in our in our production, they were played by the same actors as um, Cl- uh, Cliff and Glod, so they were just like... Oh, that's wild. The same. Yeah. I, I was going to say it's interesting how, like, Terry says... Just, just one book ago, it was like it's impossible that a that a dwarf and a troll would become friends, and then in this one, there's like two different troll and dwarf friends. Yeah, yeah. And, size difference, and and also it was different because they're musicians. Um, and also in the later books, where it's That's like, true. wow, you can't even know if a dwarf is a girl or a boy. It's like this whole thing, mm-hmm. you know. But in this, she's just like, I'm a girl. I plait my beard. And everyone knows I go to a girl's school. <laughs> Look, we've already established the iron rule of Discworld is that there's no iron rules, and he'll just change things <laughs> yeah. according to what he wants yeah, to do, I know. It's, which it's is good. fine. Yeah. So, Binky arrives. Sue. Susan gets on Binky and she ends up at uh, Death's house and she's like, this is all very familiar. I remember it, but I don't remember it. Um, and it's sort of both her memory of being a child and also she's remembering things in the future and stuff that she should be able to know um, because it's sort of her place. She meets Albert. He explains some stuff and says that she has to go do the duty. She's like, it's not fair. And he's like, oh, isn't it? And it's just like Labyrinth. Um, <laughs> uh, she she goes to her, her mum's room you know, Isabel's room, it's full of pink stuff. She sleeps in the bed. It's, like, sad. But also she's like, I hate all my mum's clothes. Um, it's cringe, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, she decides to do the role of death with the help of the death of rats and the raven. Um, she does that. It's mostly fine at the moment until she ends up in Ankh-Morpork, which is the other plot line, which is about Imbikellen, who is, you know, he's in Ankh-Morpork, he's trying to be a musician, the musician guilds are too expensive, so he teams up with a dwarf and a troll, and the the troll is initially called Lias Bluestone, but he changes his name to Cliff, and they're like, Cliff is a bad name for a musical artist. That's very, very true. <laughs> Get him! Mm. Um, and uh, he, he change, uh, Imp changes his name to uh, to bud <laughs> so imp means bud imp means bud mm-hmm. and his middle like initial is like a y because it's welsh mm-hmm. um and kellen means holly so he's buddy holly but for the purposes of uh-huh. this he's called buddy kellen don't worry about it also everyone Bud's keeps saying he looks a bit elvish around the hair which is also a very stupid joke <laughs> about how he looks like Elvis. Um, oh my god! <laughs> I, I, I didn't, didn't get, get that. that. Until you said that. I was. Gonna, I know. I was, I it took me a long time to get it. It's the worst. <laughs> um, He's they're great. like, oh, you, your hair looks a bit Elvish, and mm, um, <laughs> <laughs> it means like trolls and dwarves kind of. And they're like, yeah. oh, should we kill this but guy? But they're also like, maybe we should kill him because he looks Elvish, even though. Elves are bad at music. Um, he has this amazing harp that he won at the East Deadford. Um But, you know, Lias, aka Cliff, sits on it when they go to a restaurant. And I hate when that happens. It. And <laughs> this is like this amazing, beautiful harp that's like unmatched. Yeah, so it's really sad. Buddy, Eric. Yeah, but luckily yeah. they remember this this shop that didn't exist <laughs> yesterday. The shop <laughs> has been there forever. Is. It's been there forever, but only starting yesterday. 
Um, the return of a of a Pratchett theme mm. uh, from Weird Shops. Fucking Light Tank Light Fantastic, yeah. Light Tank Fantastic, yeah. Light Tank Fantastic, yeah. <laughs> Light I love the, the theme of Weird Shops. <laughs> <laughs> it's a theme about how like shops are weird and there's like little ones and they're like on. <laughs> there's they no wider significance. Like, is, that, is the theme of Weird the, Shops. Don't you sometimes <laughs> see a shop where you're like, has this always been here? I have never noticed it, but it looks old. Yeah. yeah, it's like that one in Cate's, which is like someone's house that's just full of junk, and he the, the bloke opens it up. Like I'm obsessed with that place. Yeah, like a flea that, market. Like once a month. Is that the end? Yes. <laughs> one. Yeah, it's like yeah. a flea market thing. Like, I didn't think you were allowed to go inside that. Even no, the door in. is often open. <laughs> it <laughs> only opens weird. like once a month. There's it's some very weird. weird. Stuff in there. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's, curses get your curses here yeah it's just he's like hey you can have this um magical goblet that will always be full but it also drain your life energy or whatever and i'm like wow a bargain <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it's the kind of shop you say how much is this and he says how much do you want to give me <laughs> yeah you can get some pretty good stuff for pretty cheap if you i got want some it. lovely crystal you glasses get crystal which I probably them. aren't actually worth that much but still yeah. Proper crystal, though. Real crystal, which is what you want. <laughs> Full of lead. Delicious. Real yeah, lead, leaded crystal. Uh, yeah. That's how you know it's good. Uh, the theme yeah, of so shops. They go, to this, they go to the theme of shop, and they're like, <laughs> damn, this is just like a small shop. And there's all these like weird musical instruments, and you know, a grumpy shop lady, um, and they eventually get a, uh, a guitar that seems to like thrum to the noise of... Um, imps speaking but it's it doesn't look like a guitar because it's flat and it's just got like it's got like 12 strings half of it is missing huh where's where's the hole it's not there <laughs> but you yeah, but you know it plays really well and they're like oh we'll get this but they don't have any money so um yeah there's a moment uh, Cl- where cliff like punches himself in the mouth and gives them gives the shopkeeper a diamond funny. from his teeth yeah. There's a moment where Imp is like, uh, ooh, a guitar, uh, this is, this is a folk cringe, instrument, yeah. <laughs> guitars are cringe, yeah. Yeah, druids hate folk music because it's <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Terry coming for folk music. He, this is a fixation <laughs> at this point. <laughs> he wants you to know that folk music sucks. Yeah. Um, but also he likes it because he mentions it so much. Where I'm like, he just likes it. Um, uh, yeah, I think he's a, he's ashamed that he's like he likes that he's enjoying it. Like he thinks it's cool. Yeah. Do you think Terry just listened to Steel Eye Span like when no one else was there and just went, "I wish I didn't like this." <laughs> I mean, Steel Eye Span is good, so yeah. jot that down. Folk revival. Okay. <laughs> um, I prefer um, fucking what are they call no, I do prefer Steely Dan. <laughs> Um, Other no, folk bands. Fucking what? What are they called? The Fairport Convention. They're good. Oh, I don't know them. You like the good. Grateful Dead? Um, I've never listened to them. They're pretty good. You guys dead. listen to Imagine Dragons? <laughs> What's a dragon? I'm, imagine- I'm their, trying to I think of it, but not I can't Spider-Man think of one. Album. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh soul music. Soul, soul music. music. So yeah, they they get this guitar and they're like playing it, and they obviously can't go anywhere where it pays guild rates because they're not part of the guild and they'll get in trouble. Um, you know, they'll have their instruments put where the sun won't shine. It's not fun for the piccolo player. It's not fun for the trombonist. I bet. Um, <laughs> which, uh, to be honest, as a metaphor, I thought surely 
life would be easiest for the piccolo player. Right? All Mm. instrument players. Like, can you imagine life for the triangle Mm. player? Like, (laughs) I think that's the sort of, the joke with the follow-up where he's like, oh, it wouldn't be much fun for the tuba player. Um, Right? Yeah, that that sounds worse. Yeah. What about, at least, uh, at least like a lot of the things have a flared base for safety. (laughs) Yeah, it won't get stuck, you know, you you want that flared base. (laughs) Even a clarinet uh, would do, you know. Clarinet's a very, it's a very good shape. It's a bit big, though. Yeah, and I feel like Part I feel like the, the very I feel like the piccolo you. might even be stimulating. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good thing this is not loyal, a... loyal Patreon listeners. <laughs> <laughs> You've already got your 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 branded carpet style. <laughs> <laughs> now remove your branded piccolo from its from its sheath. I'm just looking at it. <laughs> Give us a tune chest. No, <laughs> I'm not good at the piccolo. <laughs> it's a, there's one. a little bit too many things sticking out of it now that I look at it. Yeah. Yeah, you see, it's it's not going to go in smoothly. It's not like a it's not like a recorder where it's just holes. yeah. A recorder would like, be nice. Yeah. It's got like those. Um, it's got the. <laughs> I don't think it would be. <laughs> what about a French horn? No, I don't see... What? <laughs> <laughs> We've got a theme tune now. Yeah, it's three notes. Three um, notes. Wow, just like the watch. Just TV like the watch, show. yeah. Just like the watch. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, I don't want to play anything higher because it's very awful to hit and it will yeah, blow up my audio. Um, but... Ugh. Yeah, so they, they form a band. <laughs> and they they decide to play an amended drum. Um, because the, the amended drum is trying to branch out into, like, acts. Um, and there's a very funny joke about having a quiz machine that Carrot changed the um, quiz questions to. So it was just about crimes and people were just giving the answers to, like, crimes. <laughs> like, um, who was with you on the night of the murder? They're like, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah. I know this. <laughs> it's a very good joke. It's, it's really good. good. It's, it's yeah. fun that Carrot's, like, around, like, even when it's we're good. not doing a watchbook. You know, the characters, we they sh- are all still here. Mm. Yeah, we, we, Terry's very definitely established them in, in the world. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Carrot's like full full blown evil genius at this point. <laughs> you know, he's just yeah. the scariest guy who's ever lived. He's gone king um, mode. Yeah, I mean it, it's been established in the last book that everyone in Ankhmore Park has has some sort of relationship with Carrot. So it's good to see that show up in a non watch book. Yeah. Great audio, George. Yeah. Thank you. Excellent stuff. We have like little behind the scenes for this episode. We <laughs> the halfway turned on our camera, so now we're seeing shit like uh, what Chaz Piccolo looks like, <laughs> <laughs> and also it's what not, George is drinking. Experience. So fiftieth and fiftieth episode <laughs> special. So we decided I'm to drinking. look at each other while yeah. recording for the first time. <laughs> yeah, you you, you, you yeah. won't see it, but we can see it. So it's yeah, special to will... us. And remember, I will never post face, so uh, get used to it. Oh my god, Transmel. Anyway. Got a guy that Lily gave me. (laughs) Yeah, so they play in the mended drum and everyone's throwing stuff at them. Imp is about to be killed with an axe. um, And Susan's like, maybe I should save him. It's like, damn, she really is just like her dad. Um, But before she can, you know, do the whole more shit again... (laughs) um, And, like, stop him being hit by an axe. Um, He plays, like, a magic chord, and he invents rock and roll music, and that sort of 
causes some sort of magical thing to happen and he doesn't get killed with the axe and everyone's suddenly super into it and it's like got a really catchy beat and it's like in people's heads and they're all tapping their toes and it's like sort of infecting them um and even though the time in his egg timer has run out there's like a sort of weird blue mist that's in the top which is like the music keeping him alive um and susan's like what the fuck (laughs) and she goes back and albert's like did anything interesting happen and she was like yeah something weird's going on and he's like cool (laughs) have fun with that (laughs) and then yeah we just we get a few more vignettes before we reach like the end of the first third you know everyone's super getting into music the dean's like tapping his foot all the time he wants to like (laughs) <laughs> he, he wants to like paint his bedroom black and you know start breaking shit the librarian yeah. gets super into it and he goes to the organ the bloody stupid johnson organ and he's like trying to find you know like the synth lever that will like make a sick synth beat um uh but he you know it makes such a loud noise he's trying to play the rock music that wrinkly comes in and just like shoots it with a crossbow <laughs> which is very rude that's a historical instrument how can you treat it so poorly? And it goes like, f- like it explodes basically up into the air. And later on, um, detractor says that an organ fell out the sky. So that's good. <laughs> um, which is coincidentally, the band are like they all change their names, and you know they're like, ah, this this is something. Well, they're gonna play again tomorrow. We're gonna like, you know, th- this is this is something new. This is a new kind of music. Um, and imps like I don't like this guitar because it sort of is really really easy to play, which is feels wrong somehow and he stopped talking all welsh he's no longer doing the double l's no he's he's lost mm-hmm. his accent which is what happens when you're going to show business um <laughs> that just happened to my buddy eric yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happened to me when i started podcasting i, I lost my accent and um you gained now, so I, you're, now, you're I thick. Talk, now i talk like this yeah <laughs> you used to sound like you're from Aberdeen, didn't you? i used to i used to have a um uh, an american accent um, I used to have a Virginian accent, and but then as soon as I started podcasting, it's, yeah. It, it, I mean, I used to Virginian be accent. I used to be Hungarian, and now I'm British. So <laughs> <laughs> that did happen, yeah. Uh, British its a real, it's a real, it's issue. a real problem facing our troops. Yes. Yeah. Um, but they they decide that to get the right noise, they need a keyboardist. So they're going out and looking for a keyboardist or like a piano player. They steal a keyboard from the Royal Opera House. Yeah, what they borrow it? <laughs> they borrow it. They like chop off a bunch of extraneous bits so it looks more like a keyboard. Um, <laughs> they they roll they roll and and that twenty on loads of deception checks to get past yeah. Detritus. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they do. I think Detritus just rolls really <laughs> I think, like, low. I think like if you roll a two, <laughs> you already like past Detritus. They just pretend it's like on the piano. They just pretend to be the piano. Yeah, it's like well, it's I don't a know great what scene do. because it's like it's Detritus really has good. never been into the opera, so he's like, I yeah, don't know what a piano know what it's is. About. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure it does usually talk and walk. Uh, Ankhmore Park Opera House, a place we will never see again. No. Ooh, yeah. Ah, oh, so many good places. Um, yeah, they they do have a line as well where they're like, "We're from, we're on a mission. They can't stop us. We're on a mission from Glod." <laughs> and then Imp's like, "What does that have to do with anything?" <laughs> it's like we're just on. Terry, Terry is like lampshading his own like <laughs> stupid like, pun. pun, being like, "Well, that's a stupid pun to be making right now." And then the characters being like, "Well, no, it's not. No, actually. It, no, it's good. It's no, funny. we are on a mission from Glad. <laughs> <It's, laughs> we're, we we're on a mission from Glad. It's literally it true. Us, tell us that we need the piano. That that joke yeah. did genuinely make me laugh out loud because it was so stupid. It's very good. Yeah, I thought I was." When I was like, 
when I was reading this and I was like 12, I thought I was so clever for getting that joke. I was like, I understand so much pop culture. Yeah. But I didn't understand See, I, like most of the other jokes in the book. I didn't even get that one. I got like almost none of the references in the book apart from like maybe Cliff. Um, yeah, I got Cliff. And I, I got like a lot of the bands. I didn't get the um, uh, They Might Be Giants one. I didn't get a lot of those. I'd never actually heard the They Might Be Giants one until you explained it on a previous recording of this. I like yeah. to just explain jokes on this podcast. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I fully don't. But like, a, as I said, I read it in German, so I have no idea what any of the jokes even were. I, yeah. I mean, so it's they'd be doing German band jokes. Probably. So. I th- Buddy yeah, was, one Buddy was definitely also proper. Buddy. Uh, and Cliff might have been that... I don't know. I don't remember what the other bands were. I assume I know the German title was Rollende Steine, which means oh. Rolling Stones. Oh hell yeah! That's just that's just a, that's band, just a band title. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible stuff. It's so smart. It's just the German translation <laughs> translation department being like, "What you see? We we can't make this 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 too uh, subtle for our German audience. Uh-huh. They, they, they wouldn't understand Seelenmusik." What does that mean? Um, yeah, you, you just call Masquerade like the opera phantom. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have almost finished the okay. summary. It's fine, we've talked about it a lot yeah. while we've yeah. been doing the summary. Efficient. Yeah, yeah all we're all that's really. All, <laughs> yeah, that's us. Everyone's always saying that. Um, this is peak performance. <laughs> Well, that's like all the other things that I've been saying is just that people are sort of talking about the music a little bit. Um, the librarian kind of wants to get involved. Um, he finds a drawing of something by Leonardo de Quirm and he's starting to work on it, but we don't know what it is yet. Um, and that's pretty much where we're at, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that is where we are. Um, Susan also seems to think that she remembers um buddy from somewhere like in the future maybe and that he is significant in some way but she doesn't know how oh and also we have some scenes with death where he's like trying to forget as well oh, he goes so to the country and foreign legion mm. and um none of them can like remember literally anything <laughs> and he's like i will try and forget really dumb joke but it was very funny how they were like constantly didn't even remember that they were in the clutch and foreign legion and forgot they don't like, know their names after after Such even after scene. he said it he forgot he forgot it like five seconds later like <laughs> i like he looks at his he looks at his um clothing label and says i'm corporal medium <laughs> Corporal, yeah. corporal, corporal, do not wash. Corporal cotton. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Maybe. <laughs> and this is my buddy, size five. <laughs> Great it's just joke. simply a good joke. Mm. Mm. Uh, speaking of good jokes, um, the the whole like after the battle has happened and Susan is like practicing oh, yeah, reaping stuff, bit. and then the Raven is talking to her in. He's like, it's a battlefield. It's a battlefield. You have to have ravens afterwards. Carry on, regardless, as you might say. <laughs> That's and a good joke. I laughed <laughs> for a long time. I also enjoy just the Valkyries. They're all like the Valkyries are great. They're like her gym teacher. teacher. Posh, 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 like posh, jolly hockey sticks women who yeah. like singing. Like, go on, give it some welly. Put your best foot forward, <laughs> and they will clutch you to their bosom, kind of ladies. Yeah. Gala, you are a soprano. 
we got to do many Midget Sopranos. Yeah. It's good. It's good jokes. It's very uh, pretty great. This, this is such a... It's an interesting. Like, I don't know, Chaz, you said this is one of your favorites. Um, yeah. I... This is one of those books where I, like... The, the Death series is probably my favorite. Like, just by by quality of how good each of each book is. Uh, but, like, I... I have really strong memories of really loving Hawkfather and Thief of Time, like the the two that come after that, which are like the following Susan books. This is the one that I think of the least, uh, or that I yeah. like like stuck out the least because, like, as I said, it's pretty fluff. But I was also really enjoying this reread now. So maybe, yeah, maybe just the German translation just took away so much enjoyment from it. As same as the Bulgarian reviewer said. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's necessarily the sh- one of the stronger ones of the Death series. I just really like it because of just like small bits, and I like the introduction of Susan, and I like yeah. some bits towards the end that I really like. And also, I think maybe doing it as a play, I have like a- an attachment to it. Um, yeah, I think Thief of-, Thief of Time is a wild book. That that book is insane. <laughs> that book is insane. <laughs> Thief of Time's very strange. Thief of Time, so I it's have like a is special the most to me because actually confusing book to me yeah. as a child. But Thief of Time is special to me because that was the first. It was not only the first Terry book I read in English. It might have been the first novel I have read in English. Oh, <laughs> that wasn't like for schoolwork. Uh, so yeah, that that was like I don't know. I was like. Nine, eighth grade or ninth grade or whatever and I was like, I don't know, I should know enough English that I can understand the full book in English, so I bought Thief of Time by Terry Pratchett. Yes, the most easy to understand book. <laughs> um, no no concepts mm. um, in that one. If a man, uh, you go back to a man's place and he's got um, Thief of Time on his bookshelf. <laughs> That's a red flag. If he's got the Thief of Time of the German edition on his bookshelf, that's an even brighter red flag. God. Uh, you go to a man's house and he has the flag of communism. That's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. If you go to a man's house yeah, and, and he he's really into semaphore, that's a red flag. <laughs> also a yellow one. If you go to a guy's house that's and he's a wearing a, a, a matador jacket and there's a bullet <laughs> touching at you, that's a red, that's a red flag. flag. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <sighs> We're about we're a Terry Pratchett podcast. Yeah. Classic bits, jokes, and japes. You get both in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you get bits and bobs, bits and bobs. Oh, we have an bobs. introduction of a, of another concept, the Tooth Fairy. Oh, oh yeah, the Tooth Fairy's here. Well, one of them. Um, <laughs> Several of this them. This is again another thing where there's a lot of bits in this book where I'm like, okay, this is like Hogfather stuff. Yeah. Um, Hogfather like gets it, mentioned a ton, but the thing is, not having read Hogfather, the thing mm. that this most closely reminds me of is um, the God, what's it called? Rise of the Guardians movie. Okay, um, where oh everybody God. started shipping Jack Frost with like, it's a bit I, like I that. Really. What's the face from Brave? It's or, a bit like that, but, um, Rapunzel. But, but also, when once we get to Hogfather, you will also realize that there is. Also, a definite connection for to a different animated movie <laughs> that people get horny for. Shrek. Yeah, Shrek. No, it's a Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas. 
Oh. Uh. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've seen that film. Yeah. It's okay. I, I don't like know why that. people... It's all right. I don't know. Jack Skellington is a Do you not get boy. why people get horny for Mr. Skellington? <laughs> no. He's a big Skinny skeleton. legend. Tall. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch that movie every Halloween for like five years. It's fine. Mm. fine. This is what happens when you're a scene kid. Um, were, you, were you one of those annoying kids who are arguing about whether it's a Christmas or a Halloween movie? No, I just watch it at both. Yeah. <laughs> I just watch it both times. Um, I say My Name of the Andre is a Christmas movie, so I always watch it at Christmas. There's no reason for this. It's vibes. Sure. Um, I, I've, people say, de- uh, uh, what's it called? Die Hard. Die, die Hard. Hard. Yeah, they say that's a Christmas die movie. I, I've seen it. Christmas. It's not very, no, it's, it's, it's all right. Movie. It takes place yeah. at okay. Christmas. It's fine. Mm. I was like, this. that was definitely a film. <laughs> I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'm going to start calling every movie that's set during the month of September the this month is a 9-11 movie. A what? A 9-11 movie. No, this is a real 9-11 vibe. It's like a 9-11 vibe going on in this movie. Uh-huh. Can you... Every Robin, movie set for, in May for one data, Star Wars movie. Robin, for one, for one Patreon currency that we get, can you name me one September movie. Any movie that happens in September. <laughs> uh, a movie that happens in September but isn't explicitly about 9-11. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I was gonna say. Uh, when it's Harry Met Sally. There are I was also thinking in September. I mean, there's a lot of movies where there are scenes in September. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think... Highmat High High has large portions set I think it'd have to be, like, all in September. I don't know that movie. It's an extremely long German film. Oh, Highmat. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know that, that movie. I think it's called High Math. <laughs> I, I, I imagine parts of it. I've never seen it, but I, it's it's like oh, High Math: The Chronicle of Germany. Probably. Yeah, that's a movie. But it's in September. I've never like heard of September this. 11. I can't believe you know more about German culture than I do. I've never seen it. Uh, <laughs> Dead Poets Society. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, Have you googled uh, movies that take place in September? No. <laughs> It's amazing that that's a list that exists. Um, it is, and also when Harry Met Sally was the number one, so I was dead on the mark. Damn. Ooh, it's because uh, it's very autumn. It's a very autumn movie. They were it is, but the thing is also I'm, I'm Bram Stoker's Dracula. If you think about it, when Harry Met Sally is really about like the pre nine eleven New York, you know, it's there's a lot of like pre nine eleven mm. vibes in that. Yeah, I was just I was just gonna they say they don't even know they don't even know the nine eleven. I was yeah, I was just gonna say like I don't know exactly which year when Harry Met Sally was made, but I'm pretty certain that it was before nine eleven, like it was before two thousand one. Um, mm. Yes, it was. So does that does that still count, or would you like put it as pre nine eleven, post nine eleven? It's impossible to watch it and not think about nine eleven because the whole film you'll be like, this is <laughs> this is the same place where nine eleven. I, I do think that constantly <laughs> when I. This is why. This is why I can't watch uh, this. Uh, this is not true. I can't watch movies set in New York, but uh, no, I'm. <laughs> You know, famously, I think that every movie that is not set in New York or, or LA is an art film. That, um, they're art films. <laughs> 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 and the reason for that is that once a movie is a 9-11 movie, it can't be an art film anymore because it's too real. Mm. Then it's Oscar bait. Yeah. It's Oscar bait. Did anyone find it weird at the end of When Harry Met Sally that it, it was dedicated <laughs> to the brave Majority of Afghanistan? <laughs> I thought that they didn't have a lot of like 
lines, so I was mm-hmm. surprised. Um, but it was very hot. It was very <laughs> Did anyone too. find it weird that in in the classic September movie, Fast Fantastic Mr. Fox, um, the final scene is everyone looking into the camera and saluting our brave heroes who died at nine eleven? Does Does anybody think it was weird when apparently the famous autumnal movie Bram Stoker's Dracula by Francis Ford Coppola? <laughs> uh, <the laughs> that film is about nine eleven. <laughs> The camera pans to Gary Oldman as weird, non-sexy Dracula, and he goes, "Never forget." <laughs> he goes, "He goes, uh, Mina, I have never forgotten you." Yeah. At the uh, end, the end of the movie, referring the, to nine eleven, when when Van Halen, I, not Van, <laughs> Van Halen. <laughs> At the end of the movie, where Van Helsing, I assume, has killed Dracula, uh, he turns to the camera and says, uh, and the next person I am going to kill is Osama Bin Laden. Does he die at the end, or is it like... He does. That's the point of Dracula. Yeah, I just can't remember... I know that's normally the point. I just can't remember if they had some sort of... Does he end up in heaven? Do we see him in heaven with Mina or something? That's, I feel like there was some sort you're of. You're thinking like, of Van I know Helsing. That's, I know that's Van Helsing. That's different. <laughs> that also happens in Van Helsing. Uh, uh, but that's a great scene where you look into the clouds and you see her CGI. reuniting with her family yeah, in the really clouds. Good. That's was, really good cinematography. It was weird by how many uh, videos that after 9 11, when, uh, when Osama bin Laden released videos from hiding. Mm-hmm. Talking about his reasons for it, that his answer often was like presaged with, uh, "What is a man if if not a m- miserable, a miserable pile, of pile of secrets?" <laughs> I just think it 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 really showcased um, Gary Oldman's chameleonic acting talents in mm-hmm. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Is that uh, you know there's a scene where he was young, there's a scene when he was old and weird, and then there was a scene where he was Osama bin Laden, like with a big beard. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, could barely recognize him. I thought the brown face was distasteful. <laughs> it was a I little bit distasteful. Why he didn't win the Oscar for that rather than the, uh, you know, the Churchill one? He should have. I. It was weird. I mean, Gary Oldman, fantastic actor, probably one of the best of our generation. <laughs> our generation. <laughs> Proud millennial Gary Oldman. Um, it, I did like his his recent uh, his recent. Sh- uh, a movie about someone who got fired from the production of Cinnamon Cane. I fucking massacred this. This has gone too far. <laughs> Look, I don't need to work on my delivery. I don't think you do. I think this is good. Yeah. No, I, th- I, I think you exactly know it's. We do, we do, con- we do constructing podcasts. Citizen Kane, also a 9 11 movie in a way. From Cinnamon, from Cinnamon Kane. Does, does Citizen Kane have a scene that takes place in September? I'm sure it does. It's got it right. I got something well, about Cinnamon Kane. <laughs> Cinnamon Kane. Cinnamon <laughs> Kane. The little, the little, uh, little Orson Welles shaped cereals that you eat in the morning. <laughs> Citizen Crunch. Citizen <laughs> Crunch. Yeah, and uh, and then you like the at the at, yeah at the end of the at the end of the movie the camera like pans in on the pack of cereals and it says at the bottom <laughs> Rosebud. <laughs> <laughs> He has a friend. He has a friend who gives him flowers every day, and he's like, "And that was my rosebud. <laughs> Those were my rosebuds." 
He watches. <laughs> he watches Roses from the buddies. Yeah. Speaking of buddies. Yeah. yeah, so is there anything else that we have to say about the book Soul Music first, the, the book oh, we yeah, read? That's what we were doing. Um, yeah, I did want to bring good. up a was moment it? that made me genuinely very sad. Um, and I think if it's one of those where if I'd read it and I was currently more emotionally compromised than I was, then I would have cried. Um, which, I, I don't know why, it's not. It's, it's a sort of a throwaway line, but um, it's where Susan's talking to Albert um, and she's arguing that she's normal, and he's like, "Normal girls didn't get a My Little Binky set on their third birthday." Oh, that's so Albert. good. Your dad took it away. The master was very upset about that. He was trying, and I was like, "Oh, oh okay." Yeah, well, that, it, is, it is sad. That, that it, got it, me it's too. Trying. It's, it's, it's very much the. I think it both like got me emotionally, and at the same time, My Little Binky. That's a funny joke to make. That is funny joke. Uh, so, which. Which is at the then then it's like a great feat from Terry that he can still make make us feel emotional about my little Binky, mm. uh, and and it also like really just yeah. like reflects on because how I I think like part of why it's such a good moment is also because of how good Reaper Man was like yeah because mm. remember all Animal. that he went through in that one and I think Ooh. there is something very sad which isn't. Is another sort of ongoing thing in the book, which is how much it like. Even though he's not a person, and he's you know he doesn't feel, or he's not supposed to feel. Yeah, he, he doesn't have glands. In in his uh, he doesn't have the glands, but in his own way, he was genuinely hurt by the fact that Mort and Isabel like cut him out of their lives and didn't want him to see their kid and like didn't want any of his influence with their kid, and that is sad. And and it's kind mm. of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I mean, really sad. it's it's sure it's hard that he's the anthropomorphic personification of the concept of death. But you know, you should like let him see his grandchild sometimes. Exactly. You know, yeah. Since they I... got freaked out because she, they thought she'd cry, but she laughed. Yeah, a nice time instead. Which they were like, oh, <laughs> yeah, and they were like, it's gonna get twisted. Normal kids want a xylophone, but Susan would just yeah. ask her. Grandpa to take off his shirt, <laughs> which okay, classic, <laughs> but I, classic skeleton joke. I don't. Does does this book, does this book like retroactively make more than Isabel into worse people than they were in that yes. book? I mean, I, I don't think they were ever great people. <laughs> no, I, I guess I yeah. Think, yeah, exactly. That. I think it, it's understandable because. You know, he is death. He yeah. is death, and they would He's want death. their kid to be normal. But like, I don't think they're bad. I think it's just they're just being parents know. in the way of yeah. like, oh, we're gonna do yeah. satanic panic parents. Yeah, satanic panic parents. Like, oh, our child's Her- getting gonna die if she interacts at all with anything bad. And it's like, well, it probably would have done us some good. Also, Isabel was death's daughter, and she turned out fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> Mort was his there was a bit yeah. I was upset by where she like remembers going to see her other grandpa who's you know Mort's dad um Lezik or whatever and she's like oh he was like so poor and I'm like Mort was a dude <laughs> he was a dude that's true <laughs> just like not help out his dad at all it's like he will that's die fucked alone up. Pretty, I'm, I'm cancelling fucking problematic I'm cancelling <laughs> Mort I write Mort in my call out post he doesn't even appear in this book but all the goodwill he earned in the last I don't know. I don't even know if you earned any good with the last book. We liked the book. It was a great book. 
He's just—he's not the best guy. Yeah, he was just mostly. We were supposed to be happy about the about them getting married at the end because he marries the he marries Isabel and not the other girl she was horny for, he was horny for I guess but... <laughs> like the 15 year old yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> I mean Isabel was 16 but how long yeah. has she been 16 <laughs> the woke oh, left are trying to cancel parents <laughs> for protecting their children from the anthropomorphic personification <laughs> of the inevitable finality of death yeah I, 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 I am can- I am standing by that I am cancelling them because uh, also like in all stories in every single book I have read where someone's grandparent is the anthropomorphic personification <laughs> of death, it always turns out like this, that their parents are trying to protect their children from uh, from family that is supernatural or that would be, oh, you can't live a normal life because your grandfather is dead. But it always comes for them. Like, it always comes for these characters. It always still shows up. It always bites them in the and end. I get, yeah. you, you might say it's just because it's books and just because... <laughs> that's there. There needs to be a story, and that this doesn't happen in real life because there's no supernatural anthropomorphic personifications in real life. Sure but still, like, just by the laws like, of that, you just that you haven't seen. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I I'm enlightened not by some phony anthropomorphic personification of death, but by my own intelligence. <laughs> this moment, I am, I am euphoric. euphoric. Yeah. Um. I had points. One was that it is very funny that Terry basically opens the book by being like, Mort and Isabel got married because they didn't like each other when they first met, which is what always happens. Yeah. Like, Only in your books, Terry. Yeah. <laughs> they hated each other, and like, you know two... how that goes. <laughs> yeah, then two paragraphs later, he's there like, they died in a car crash. <laughs> and it blew. It not only fell off the cliff, but it then exploded. And a wheel yeah. rolled off. And, because... and a comedy wheel rolled yeah. away. Yeah. Even... <laughs> Like, they super fucking died. In the animated version, uh, Isabel even looks out the back window of the carriage while they plunge to their deaths <laughs> and goes, Father! <laughs> That's so sad. Oh my god. <laughs> and, was, uh, and the other the other point was, I think it is very funny that Susan's like, wow, I always knew I was different from the other girls and now it's been confirmed. <laughs> I am special. That feeling I am different. was justified. Yeah, <laughs> it is good because it's a nice, it's a nice first act. Yeah, a little. Li- she's a little Icarus. Yeah. She goes into the the mended drum and she's like, "Wow, all these people are as ants to me. <laughs> I am so far." <laughs> she's gonna fucking die. <laughs> it is nice, like coming back to this book. It is nice to see the origin story i guess of susan because the way i have her in my memory was like adult susan from the later books uh yeah so yeah it's 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 cool to see again the way she like learns about her heritage what's that with i hate this fucking raven i hate that bit where he continue he, he where, the way he's trying to reveal the the susan's lineage is by saying da 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 I hate that. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's funny. It's a great comedy bit. (laughs) I just do it four times. It's funny every single time. Speaking of the bad raven jokes, how did we feel about the raven n-word joke? It's bad. Not a fan. Stop it. Stop doing this. (laughs) I'm glad I didn't make my podcast intro. Everyone keeps asking me to say the (laughs) n-word. 
It, it means never more. And it's it means never more. It's a funny it's a joke because it also starts with the end with an end, but you think of the other end word. Uh, you see, when I when I was a child, I I was just like, what what? <laughs> why? Didn't, why I, would he say? I didn't get that he was also talking about the 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 racist n word. Like, um, I don't know if right. as a child I would have also understood the nevermore reference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did. Of course. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it is a famous. I, I did. Well, yeah, I've at ever some read point it. in my childhood, I would have understood <laughs> it. But I was born. I, I came out the womb, and I was like, "Oh, quoth the raven, nevermore." I like, I knew um, about it because uh, I was reading the in Germany very popular uh, Walt Disney comics, but that's the specific Disney comics that were like Italian. And mm. gotten translated into German. Like in Italy, there's a ton of like comics about Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse and shit. And there's a character is. who is like a raven named Nevermore. And I, f- I, I, I looked that up and found out that it is a reference to this famous poem where the raven says Nevermore. And then I felt very enlightened. Um, <laughs> you felt euphoric. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't understand the quote, why, the quote, the raven joke. Um, uh, you had to wait until you read Name of the Wind for that one. Yeah, yeah. quote the raven. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the raven sucks. Um, but but it does. Raven calls someone a back alley whore. The raven sucks, but the raven also brings back. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> you ever you ever read uh, Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven as a kid and. Um, you're like, damn, this is something that only I understand. <laughs> only I can appreciate classic mm. literature. And then five years later, no. to go, you go to a porn website. <laughs> <laughs> and someone's made like a porn parody of like the Raven poem. And you're like, this is, I mean, I'm enjoying it, but at one cost, it's besmirched the name of this great poem that I really respected. Yeah. It is good porn. It's maybe yeah. even great porn. Uh, and... <laughs> You do get a big boner out of it, but damn. Well, I hate it when ravens are wearing fuck me red lick. <laughs> <laughs> me too, that's my worst way to look at a raven. But what I was um, going to say is... Uh, to link... Sorry. Yeah. As bad as the raven is, it does imply this thing that... Terry sometimes does this, but it does imply that... Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven is a real poem in Discworld, I guess, or that it's like such a, or the idea that quote the Raven Nevermore is just like such an eternal sentence that makes sense in every culture, regardless just of ravens always say Nevermore, and they always quote They always quote. It's Terry's um, thing, which is the whole crux of this book. Of it's Terry's thing of like ideas being universal yeah. and sleeting across the universe. Uh, and ideas from round world seeping into disc world and causing chaos and like the the sort of physical like natural law of narrative conventions yeah yeah it's he's doing that thing again which allows him to make dumb jokes uh and then be like i'm making these dumb jokes and they're dumb but it (laughs) makes sense do you get that my jokes are stupid it's cool the the wizard called his raven quote because uh he also laughs at people being hit in the pie in the face. <laughs> I don't know what the exact <laughs> phrasing he had for it. But it was like <laughs> he was the kind of person who thought of himself as very funny, which means he wasn't yeah. funny at all. 
<laughs> I was very proud of not having a sense of humour. Yeah. Of the sense of humour he didn't have, something like that. Um, just while yeah. just while we're still on the Raven, I do think it's funny that we're talking about the the poem The Raven as if it has themes. Um, <laughs> actually, it's just about it's how about Edgar a bird. fucking loved ravens. <laughs> he just thinks the ravens like, don't need. Do you think it's really annoying when ravens just come into your room and just start saying stuff? It's like so annoying. It's constantly. <laughs> no, he doesn't that, think that happened to my I buddy Eric. <laughs> he doesn't even think they're annoying. He just loves them. He just would love to have ravens around him all the time. That's why he writes a poem where a raven. Is a fucked up guy. The <laughs> there, were, there were people. There were people in the fucking comments, like fiercely defending the idea that like authorial intent is never, never like a relevant thing to start. Never. And it's like, but it's not even what? about that. It's not even about intent. <laughs> it's, it's about how the author will make, will put in. That there's gonna be themes in it on purpose. Like that's not how writing works, right? <laughs> I would never put a theme in a book. No. <laughs> No. If I did that, you can shoot me in the head. <laughs> it was just like it was just like people saying like, "Oh, something just ha- just happens." There was one person who was getting really irate about this. Like sometimes art is just like a picture, and it's like, <laughs> and they were someone who like created art. Sometimes <laughs> art is just like what? a picture. That is true. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I don't think that's art. It's, it's just really picture. funny how like despite all of that, like even then you can't look at pose the raven and think that it's just about how ravens are neat. It's not even about the raven. It's not even no. about the raven, the poem. It's about the guy. Isn't it about his wife, though? Yeah. yeah. The I raven's never, just yeah. there. The raven's just there. Like, the raven is... It's almost like it's a metaphor. It's very clear. The raven is very clearly supposed to be a metaphor. Like, it's... It's... He might as well... like a raven would. Yeah. It's speaking for one. Ravens don't yeah, talk. Yeah, it's saying never more because his I, wife will never come back. Yeah. And he's like, damn. I don't get why people would so strongly defend that. I think it's some people who've like reacted to teachers like not teaching lit- English lit. Well. Exactly that. Because you get teachers that are like, like it is a there is a sort of fair criticism. You get teachers who are like, oh, you know, there is this one interpretation of this thing mm. which may not always be like, you know, on the firmest grounding. And people react to that by thinking, like, that's all, like, analysis of literature. Literature teachers will be like, oh, because there's something that's coloured red and something that's coloured green and something that's coloured, like, blue, that these represent the different magical types in the universe (laughs) of the book. (laughs) And then you just have to, like, accept that, even though they just seem like random colours to you. Yeah. (laughs) Georgia Martin was like, I just think eggs are neat. Yeah, and then but people like be telling you about how the moon is an egg and like things hatch out of it, and you like you can't stop them telling mm-hmm. you about it. Look, I oh, think I, I don't know what a reference this yeah, is. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I love I love symbolism. Um, I think Edgar Allan Poe just like thought it's neat if a guy who uh, who has been buried still has a beating heart. Um, and that it's is just a normal cool. thing that happened to him. It's just a medical marvel. <laughs> it's a medical condition. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, what if, what if you were strapped underneath this giant swinging blade? Uh, that would be cool. <laughs> what then? <laughs> would that be fucked up? Wouldn't what? that be epic? Well, fuck. And then what if, dude? That would be like so, so crazy if there was this big pendulum that was going to cut you in half. <laughs> there was a hole next to it, and it's like, damn, there's, there's a hole, and there's a big blade. That's so wild. Tossing some rats. Yeah, there's some rats there. <laughs> fucked up. 
Some people music. read the pit and the this pension. Guy, I was just going to say about... <laughs> yeah, we know stuff about literature. Listen, listener. This guy... If this you guy were doubting before... Some flea. He just fucking hates fleas. If you were doubting like, before if whether or not we know like so much about literature, then now yeah. you can rest assured that we know literally everything about literature. Yeah, Franz oh, Kafka was like... We had... That's four <laughs> Other teachers were trying to tell us things about how the bug is a metaphor for whatever, but I think Franz Kafka just thought it would be neat <laughs> if you could turn into a bug. And he was, he was right. just writing animals. <laughs> he was just writing animals. <laughs> <laughs> it's about how Greg or Samza is just kind of disgusting and like a bit. Mm, yeah, like, he deserves it. A bit scrotty and he doesn't come out of his room. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was like a hikikimori. Anyway, um, I was going to say about this book, I like the, I think, uh, Bud and Cliff and Glod, great guys. Love to see them hanging out. I I just think that like like just the initial scene where they meet in front of the musicians guild and they're like, "Oh, who are you? What's your name?" And then like they they both get kicked out at the same time and end up starting up a band. Just like classic, classic yeah. story setup that that is always like classic D and D session zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it really is. But they're all bards. Yeah. <laughs> The worst D&D. I I can't read this and not compare it to Name of the Wind. I do hope you know this, just because it's like the oh, what if I did a fantasy book? Um, and it was like a D and D campaign, except the main character is a bard, and it's like musical guest and a wizard <laughs> and a rogue. Yes, um. <laughs> but Terry is so much better at describing writing why their music is special making fiction mm. yeah describing why it's like, rock and roll baby yeah. it's rock and roll i guess i guess he's we're tapping, just more familiar with rock and roll than than we are with whatever music quote is playing what did he say it's is, got a it's I two beat th- it's in two four time with four beats to the bar yeah. with the melody lead and the bass forward and the melody <laughs> <laughs> summed it up yeah I, the I thing just is, the drums. About fucking, I don't think it's a very good writing style of Patrick Rothfuss to not learn anything about what he's writing. <laughs> be like, this makes it interesting. I think that's Write like what you don't. I know. kind of find that like kind of offensive as like a th- <laughs> idea of like how to write. Yeah, yeah. You should I'm not do. You have you to should, be an expert in it, but like you should not only hell, do have no some curiosity. Research. You should not only Jesus do. Christ. <laughs> should be actively wrong. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, oh yeah, it's a vibe, you know. I just, he's just re- like, fucking. It's like daydream shit when you're a kid, and you're like, what if I could just play the piano really mm-hmm. well? Yeah, yeah, like the guitar in this, where it's like, <laughs> it's just like the instrument you want when you first starting out, and it's an instrument that you don't have to learn, but you just play, and it instantly sounds good. Yeah, yeah, but Terry thinks it's evil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like that's a cool idea of, for a part book. of the game. Interesting, by the way, that Pedro Rothfuss left no review on soul music. Um, Makes you yeah, think. Yeah, he, he was jealous. It's because it's better than he'll, anything he'll yeah. ever write. It's not even ta- Pratchett's What we're talking about? Oh, yeah. I, 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 not to, I'm not, not I'm to not keep angry. going off about Pedro Grothfuss, but... I'm not angry to like, at all. His, his approach to writing about things that he doesn't know about, because then it's going to be approachable to the reader, because they also know exactly as much about as the author. It's like the exact opposite of what I think it's is interesting to read I about. Like, That's one thing, but the other thing is also just like, I really enjoy, the, my favorite type of content uh, is like 
people who know a lot about shit and they're making it interesting, right? Like, I love John Boyce, who, who's, like, videos about, like, he makes videos about, like, weird sports history facts. Uh, makes them really engaging and makes you care about these sports people that without you even knowing anything about sports, that's that's so much more interesting than than what Patrick does. Anyway, soul music, <laughs> great book. Soul music. Do we have I anything mean, I else? I always hate sports, but that, but that does actually sound like I don't know. I can respect. Yeah, that. Joe Boyce mm-hmm. is cool though. He did like um seventeen seventy. Yeah. Um, what do you those are about sports? Yeah. Which is about sports, but it's, you know, it's also a great yeah. bit of... David Foster writing. Wallace was, like, obsessed with tennis, and that's why he wrote Infinite that's Jest. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> Infinite Jest is when you're watching tennis forever, and you're like, this is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> soul music. Soul music. Talk. Good jokes, it's though. A great bit where Fred and, Col- Fred and Colin, Colin and Nobby uh, show up. And Fred is like, Fred sees sees uh, Imp's harp and he says, that's a harp. And then Colin says, that's a liar. Colin says, liar. And then Fred is like, you've been waiting forever for this joke, <laughs> to make this joke. And it's not even a that's liar, it's a harp. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's it's about Terry. Yeah. I mean, it, it, Terry's it, been waiting to do that joke. It yeah. reminded me of, I think, the Light Fantastic where they have the like, oh, people are stealing from that music shop they're looting (laughs) (laughs) and it just (laughs) I think there's another bit with um, I think he does it again in I think We Free Men where he says something about like they play the loot or the liar and then the Nightmare Fiegel are like oh we love looting and lying (laughs) 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 he loves to do it all the time there is look he will never The the man never let... He will um, never let a joke go. He will overplay it until it is dead. No opportunity for a pun ever went past him. And I respect that. Mm. Absolute king, honestly. What a a god. What a guy. Mm. Mm. All 20-year-olds can do is be bisexual, loot, hot chip, and liar. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Yeah. In a, in a way, the sort of overplaying jokes long after they are funny and you know keep making references back to that's kind of what we do. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I, think I mean, obviously, it's always... we would never overplay a joke until it's not funny. But we would, you know, we would, Chaz, we would do it a few times. Oh, it's almost like uh, our sense of humour <laughs> and uh, sensibility were hugely affected by reading this uh-huh. book, young these books. I've young, young never ages. been affected by external no. forces. Everything that I am is internally <laughs> created. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're you're a human invented from first principles. That's that right. A lot. <laughs> pure person. I'm the only pure yeah. human. You you are you are John Gold. I am. I'm John Gold. Hmm. I love first principles. <laughs> All right. I think we have an episode. <laughs> Yeah. We've been going on for a while. There's like 20 minutes you need to cut when we set up the Google Meets, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been our 50th episode of Who Watches the Watch, which I'm sure you'll agree was a great episode where you we were very it. normal, just like every episode. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, it's been a good year. Thank you for sticking with us. If you have, if you haven't, been go fuck year. yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fa- it famously has been a good year. Yeah. Fucking great! It's been a great year. I've had a great time. Listen, Mm. I am never not having a bad time. Um, (laughs) Figure that one out. I'm never not owned. (laughs) I'm never not. (laughs) I'm not owned. (laughs) 
maybe even if it's been a bad time, you'll agree that it's been bad with us, which makes it slightly <laughs> yeah. better. <laughs> I hope we've made it that little bit worse. You found a new favorite um, podcast, and now uh, you're now praying you're on uh, praying at our altar. You used to be you used yeah. to believe in God, but now now we're your new gods. Yeah, take that, Ricky. You, you've Echo killed your God. gods. <laughs> Who Shamroth? Belshamroth, yeah. Who shams the Shamroths? Who shams the Shamroths? <laughs> Yeah, Chamharoth. Um, who bells? Who bells the Belshamroth? Please enable um, us and give us who money. Who bells the Shamharoth? Yeah, if you if you like this and you're like, wow, you've been going a whole year. That's so much work for something that's like gets so little reward. Then you can reward us yourself uh, by donating to our Patreon. Uh, at who watches the watch on Patreon? Which I'm sure you'll agree is a great investment in us as people. Um, and you can pay one currency a month and get all our bonus content, which includes, you know, all the up-to-date heart spells, some stuff about Lord of the Rings cult. It is very well researched and is the best thing you'll ever listen to, you'll ever put in your ears ever. Um, it's very good. And so Fateful Fridays, where we watch Neil Breen movies and try and figure out what's going what on kind of What kind of fascist yeah. he is. Um, <laughs> yeah, how pilled is this man? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Or you can give five a month and we'll shout your name out in the podcast like these people. Thank you very much to all our patrons on the five euro rinse flower stand tier, um, whom's name are Terran. Whoa! Ooh. Big flat band. Oh! Justin Crandall. <laughs> oh! Succubus. Rise and Grind memes, four side hustling teens. I'm rising and grinding. And FNDM. And extra special jumbo spicy shout out to the 10 euro Bjorn Strong in the Arm uncles of the show tier. There's four of them. Whoa. That's four of them. Carrot Lime. That's right. We're Cat. Agnes. Sarah McClinton. Thank you. Slime Simon. Mamma Mia. Yeah, you should check out all of their content if you know them personally, because they're some great people, you know, absolute top lads. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, if you don't know them personally as well, you can also check out their content. It's mostly. I don't know how you'd find them. If you don't know them (laughs) personally, go visit them. Google their names. Go show (laughs) up at their doors. Uh, yeah, go knock a break on, through that window. Turn up at their work, you know, <laughs> ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> ask them, um, what ask them in- if they want to donate five pounds to the labor. Yeah. <laughs> ask them what inspired them to become 10 euro patrons of this podcast, because I think that's that an interesting story. Do not donate five pounds to the labor. Party. I would yeah. love to have our four, uh, because four is, as we have established on this show, the perfect number of podcast co-hosts. Um, it's true. So I would love these four people to start a podcast where they talk about how much they love giving us money. <laughs> I only listen to Who Watches the Watch. <laughs> <laughs> There's one podcast and that's us. Yeah. Yes. So you can do that if you like this. Uh, if you don't, then you can stop listening if you want to. We're not holding you captive. You know, you can leave at any time. Mm. The pause you button. You have already developed there. the Stockholm Syndrome and are now in love with us, even though we didn't even Remember. told you in captive in the first place we, we are not your friends unless we are actually your friends in which case we are still your friends don't worry yeah we're what probably you said. not your friends 
Statistically a high probability that we're not your friends, yeah. yeah. I don't think we have... We have have, have gotten getting so many listens. Some of our our first episode has 700 listens. I couldn't think of 700 people in my life. I can. I have 700 friends. I have so many. I think I have about Uh, that many people on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, I, I, mean, I don't, yeah. I don't because of my culling I that know, I do on Facebook. Yeah. number. And if I said our first yeah, episode has 700 listens, that means only that one and the other ones have much less, but still a lot, still more than, uh, still more than many of our rival podcasts. So jot that down. <laughs> don't forget to vote in the Welsh Assembly election. Don't forget to vote for Joe Biden. For very exciting candidates such as. The Labour Party that wants more cops. Uh, <laughs> the Tory Party that wants free entry to all uh, heritage properties for servicemen and their service members and their families. Now that's a priority. <laughs> I'm voting Tory. <laughs> they got me. <laughs> free entry to Castell Coch for, for ex soldiers. It's is free, isn't it? No, is it it's not? Cadu. You got to pay. Ugh, Cadu. Anyway, listen. You love this podcast, but we gotta leave. <laughs> some of us. It got, it's gotta end some point. I yeah, know. It's been someone a has to edit journey. this. No one has like to edit cattle? this. You it can will keep never it. be edited. Hey. This is the podcast that That's will never be released. Okay, it. George. Um, <laughs> this has been Who Watches the Watch once again. Join our Discord if you want to. You don't have to. Follow the Twitter. Follow my Twitter. Follow my specific Twitter. Um, but until next week. Uh, Beyond Strong in the Arm is my Beyond Strong in the Arm is my uncle. Beyond Strong in the Arm is my uncle. You think? <laughs> Granny Weatherwax says fuck too. Granny Weatherwax uh, says yeah. vote Joe Biden in the worst uh, general election. Sex, drugs, <laughs> and rock music Rinse with Roxanne. One out of three ain't bad. Well, it's only 33%, but that's okay. Classic uh-huh. meatloaf song. <laughs> whose album Bat Out of Hell, the book cover also references. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, meatloaf. Great like band. a great lad, <laughs> absolute <laughs> lad, meatloaf. I'm problematic lad. <laughs> Loved um, his performance in Fight Club <laughs> and the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he was in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, he's great in that. Um. Anyway, that's it from us. Thank you for 50 episodes and a year and 10,000 downloads. And goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Oh wait, I've got to. I've got to Bye. Bye. Out of nowhere Into nowhere Through a billion stars She flies Under the weight of this been listening to a good episode productions network podcast see the website for more details